Hello there and welcome back to episode 45 of the Falling Star Wrestling Podcast. This is the review of WrestleMania Night 2. I'm your host, Patrick Vincent Crown, aka PVC. Today I'll be joined by Jimmy Starr. Last week we reviewed Night 1 of WrestleMania, so if you're interested, head back and check that one out in our podcast archives. Don't want to keep you too long today, but if you are interested in joining the Falling Star Wrestling Academy, check out Jimmy's announcement at the start of the show and go ahead and follow Falling Star on Facebook for further updates at Falling Star Wrestling. All right, let's jump into episode 45 of the Falling Star Wrestling podcast, WrestleMania Night 2. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, as things are rolling merrily forward and um, we're allowed to do a few more bits and bobs, um, gyms are starting to open and um, we're allowed to do a little bit more exercise. Um, it looks as if the Falling Star Wrestling Academy will be opening again uh, in May. Um, and it looks like our first session will be Wednesday, the 19th of May uh, at Lynn Sport. 7 till 9. Um, I've not got that 100% confirmed, but um, I have spoke to the centre and that, sh you know, that should be okay. So if there are any aspiring wrestlers out there who um, have decided over this past year period that they want to give something different a go or, um, you know, they've, uh, they've sort of suddenly had an epiphany that they've, uh, they want to start wrestling and pursue a dream that they, uh, they didn't think they could obtain, then that's when our training is going to be uh, starting. Um, and for our fans out there who uh, want to come and start watching our shows, um, we're going to be ready to start performing again, as long as things uh, go the way they're meant to be going. We're going to be start. Uh, we're going to be ready to perform again and put on shows in late June. And I'm already booking shows um, now um, with that in talks with venues. So I'll be able to give you some um, uh, confirmed dates for shows um, within the next um, sort of couple of weeks or so. Um, again, that's that is assuming that everything goes okay into plan with the with the whole pandemic um and the lags in of the rules but um so yeah it's not going to be too long now before we can start training and it's not going to be too long before we can start putting performing and putting on shows again so um that light at the end of the tunnel is uh is rapidly approaching um it doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the podcast um we'll still carry on doing the podcast too um that's just another sort of uh adage to our uh to hopefully our entertain you guys entertain the fans and enlighten you into into um, you know the world of professional wrestling, but um, yeah, I thought I'd just mention that before we wrestle uh, review WrestleMania Night Two, um, just to give you guys some time um, to have a little think about it, digest it, and um, yeah, and uh, any information on when when dates are properly firmed up, I will put on the Fallen Star um, Facebook page, so um, all our fans can uh, our fans can have a look on there. But um, but yeah, so if you know someone who perhaps doesn't listen to the uh, podcast, but they're interested in wrestling, then uh, yeah, spread the word and um, they can they can get involved in Fallen Star Wrestling in some capacity and um, you know maybe pursue their dream of uh, getting in the ring and um, and and yeah, being being a superstar. 
Exactly. And all our information can be found at Falling Star Wrestling on Facebook. We do actually have a few podcasts for those maybe wanting to join the Falling Star Wrestling Academy. Myself and Jim, we sat down and we basically broke down what you could expect at a wrestling training uh, sort of event. And yeah, go back and listen to those and um, yeah, get prepared and come see us in May. But Today we're here to talk about WrestleMania Night 2. Last week we reviewed WrestleMania Night 1. We had a few interesting things to say about it. I think on the whole we sort of relatively enjoyed the show. Uh, We're on to Night 2 now. Um, The first match of the evening was Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, which, I don't know, for me, maybe wasn't the opener that I was expecting. I thought there was a nice build. I thought the entrance from The Fiend was very kind of WrestleMania worthy. I thought that was super cool. But the match didn't really go the way I expected it to. Jim, what are your thoughts on the first match? Yeah, I think I think matches when they're very storyline based like that, um, you know, they can, you need to come out of the gates of, of any show, not just necessarily a WrestleMania. You need to come out the show, out, out of any show sort of, sort of bursting you know you, you, it needs to uh, burst in out the gates there needs to be that excitement um and there needs to be uh that that crowd interaction and um yeah i think you're right i don't think that this was necessarily you know, necessarily the the match to do that with um i i mean it, it wrestling is a, a, a weird beast you know you, you can pe- people are either going to hate storylines like this because they're going to feel like it, they're jumping the shark too much, and it's and it's going too far uh, into the realms of uh, nonsense. And this is the sort of stuff that makes professional wrestling um, totally shite. And there are going to be others who complete it completely eat it up. And you know, and if anyone's going to do it, um, the WWE are going to do it the best. You know, um, in terms of <clears throat> in terms of the special effects they can use on the night and the packages they can make um and the costumes and the things that they can do um i'm not too sure what i thought of the of the storyline um obviously it was very supernatural very odd um if it was the storyline of a film would i enjoy it um probably um you know i tend to be a little bit more old school in my in my wrestling sort of ethos but again you know the wwe's got a, a a, a wide reach, a broad appeal, and there are going to be, be people who, who who eat this kind of thing up. And um, you know, you've, I suppose you've got to you've got to appeal to them. I think Randy Orton was an odd choice um, to be the uh, to be the, the the fiend's opponent in this. I know he's obviously a high profile wrestler, and he was the one who got rid of the fiend, set him on fire, and you know, got him out of out of WWE for for a few months, so obviously it needed to be to be him that that, that he wrestled when he came back. Um, but I, you know, I think the Fiend sort of, if he was going to come bursting out the gates, really needed a, a sort of win out of this one. Um, I'm not entirely sure where they're going to go with the storyline. I didn't see Raw the next day, and I don't know if I explained it um, with what happened to. Um, um, to the to the young lady whose name escapes me. So sorry, what's her name? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. That's it. So what happened to Alexa Bliss? Um, you know, at the end with the with the with the crown of thorns and the sort of the the odd oily goo stuff running down her face. 
Um, I don't know if that's going to link into a, a Sister Abigail type story or or what really. <clears throat> um, all incredibly odd. Um, the actual match itself was very basic. Um, it wasn't anything special. Um, when The Fiend first turned up, they used that, you know, this ages, ages back, they used that annoying red lighting, which was, which I, I didn't particularly like, just because it, it, visually, you can really see what's going on. And then they got rid of it, if you remember, after a while, because I think people complained about it. Um, but then they brought it back. So for the whole match, again, the, 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 the lighting was, was completely red, um, which, again, I think takes the crowd out of it because I don't know how well they can see. If I can't see particularly well what's going on and, and I'm, and, you know, I'm literally watching it on TV with the, you know, and, and, and the cameramen are, are zooming in and out right on the wrestlers and I can't really get a sort of good, good gauge on, on what's happening. I don't know how the crowd are going to get, you know, going to get absorbed in it. <clears throat> I thought it was a weird opener. I thought it was going to be more peculiar. Um, I didn't know whether they were going to do a, a, a Firefly Funhouse match, something that was filmed. Um, I didn't know whether they were going to do some gimmick match. Um, but aside from the supernatural weird storyline going into it and the, um, and the sort of spectacular fiend entrance, um i yeah you know it was it was just sort of a basic sort of maybe six minute match where randy orton essentially just got distracted and uh so sorry randy orton didn't get distracted uh, the fiend uh, got distracted and randy orton went over on him clean with a with an rko and this is this is the fiend who's had every move done to him on earth and just got straight up you know um so it was <clears throat> It was weird in a lot of ways. Um, like I say, I don't really know what to think of it. I, in my personal opinion, the storyline's a bit too out there. I know The Undertaker used to do things, Undertaker and Kane, when Kane first turned up, they used to do things where they used to shoot bolts of lightning out into the crowd and, you know, sort of set each other on fire with lightning and put each other in coffins and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they, and I know Undertaker's been brought back from the dead and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it was, um, it was done in a, in a more, I don't know, a more believable way, if that makes sense. And because the Undertaker was such an established character and such a weird, in, and, and before that sort of stuff started happening, um, you were, you were invested in the character, like the character. And, and then, you know, when, when he started shooting bolts of lightning at people, it was like sort of four or five years in his run, and you could sort of half believe it. I don't know that sounds stupid, but but the whole thing with the fiend and and everyone knowing it's Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse skits and all that sort of stuff, it just seems a bit just seemed a bit of a mess. Um, and as for the match quality, it was fine, but it was just a very very basic match. Um, the I wouldn't have expected to open WrestleMania. If I had to put that maybe in a bit of a different spot, um, you know, and it, it would have just been a pure storyline match, maybe. But I don't understand why they couldn't have opened it with maybe Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn having a 20-minute blaster, you know, um, having a match to remember rather than a total gimmick match, which um, which which relied heavily on, again, heavily on on production value but very little on excitement i thought the actual and that's one thing i'm going to sort of 
probably keep harping on about as as, as we talk about the show. Thought the crowd the crowd quite weird during the show compared to the first night. Um, they 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 were flat in some areas and and really high in others, and you know, and and that's not normally the way it works. It normally saw they either build up to being super duper high at the end, or they are flat throughout the whole thing or whatever. But these the, this crowd sort of had peaks and troughs, and I don't think the crowd were fully into this one. Um, and yeah, I that could have been down to the the the, the, ma- the fact the match was quite boring, the lighting, um, or their like. But they did seem to be into the storyline, and when the fiend came out and wherever they popped a bit, you know, because the, because again, like the the entrance was cool. Um, but it's just how far are you willing to suspend your disbelief, um, you know? And uh, I'm willing to suspend it quite far, so I don't I don't mind. The bullshit so much but i just think wrong match placement um and uh actual the actual match was just pretty boring really i had a really weird thing with it because i had no idea who was heel and who was babyface and it was almost like they were kind of made out to be both heel and babyface like bray wyatt or the fiend was kind of over because it's his big comeback and he's just come back from being buried alive and the whole Alexa Bliss thing is like interesting and it's cool and he's doing weird stuff. And I think people really appreciate that because he's just a character and people can get behind the character. And then Randy Orton, like two months ago, he was in the Royal Rumble and he gets injured and people are happy about it. And then he comes back and he's trying to kill Edge and Edge and Randy Orton have had their rivalry for the past however long and Randy Orton's this big bad heel and Edge is this giant baby face but now Randy Orton is sort of a good guy because just because Bray Wyatt is bad I really just didn't get that so it was a little bit like two guys are sort of somewhere in the middle didn't really know where they stood and just couldn't get behind either guy I was kind of rooting for Bray Wyatt but he sort of played the role of the the heel by kind of taking a lot of the bumps and he was doing the whole like undertaker no sell you know sit up type thing which was kind of cool and kind of interesting but then that didn't really make sense at the end of the match because it's like you you just took all those moves you'll take a DDT off the second rope and you'll take all these moves but then you get distracted and RKO'd once and then you get pinned and then you just sort of stand up and it's like ah, I didn't really it's sort of the match didn't really serve what they were trying to do. Like they had an idea. They were like, we want Bray Wyatt to have this big grand entrance. We want Alexa Bliss to come down, you know, singing happy clappy with her pigtails and stuff. And then at the end emerge from this giant box, this giant, you know, Jack in the box. And then sitting there like Christ buried, you know, just come back from the dead with a crown of thorns and blood and, and goo. And like that as a visual, very, very cool, like very interesting. But then Bray Wyatt just sort of like looks at her she looks back at him, turns around, gets RKO'd, pin one, two, three. So the victory didn't really mean anything to me because still the interest was with Bray Wyatt and with Alexa Bliss. So Randy Orton got his W, but that to me, like I sort of forgot about who was going to win and who wasn't because it seemed like the idea of the match was to kind of set up this intrigue between Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, which I am interested in, but it didn't need to be first on the card because... That didn't really sit well. It wasn't like you said, that kind of action packed way of kicking off a show because they have at least three matches in this 
that I could, that could have easily have kicked it off. Like, like you said, Sammy and Kevin could have kicked it off. Even Seamus and Riddle could, could have kicked it off. And I would have happily have taken Big E versus Apollo Crews as an opening match just to kind of get the crowd pumped and amped and then have Randy Orton versus The Fiend or Bray Wyatt, you know, whatever you want to call him, later on in the card when you maybe want to bring them down slightly to then build up for the the main event which comes later on so the positives were the fiend looked great like his mask is awesome he looks good he works well don't know where they're going to go with the whole like kind of no selling moves and stuff because he's still getting beat so it doesn't really mean that much if you can no sell a move and then just stand up and be like hey i'm okay but then get they seem, pinned yeah, but, they, but haven't you noticed that even with like bray wyatt so when he kept, was initially initially just came out as bray wyatt and he was awesome, and he was head of the Wyatt family and cutting some great promos, and then this Fiend thing came along, and some people disliked it at first, but then they grew to like it because it was something totally different, and then he went back to being Bray Wyatt, and, you know, they, WWE keep dropping the ball on him, and it's like he really needed to win this one. Like, he really needed to beat Randy Orton, I think, for, you know, he's... You know, because because essentially, if you look at it, Randy Orton killed him. Like he murdered him. Like this is <laughs> this is the the, the storyline they're going for. And when he did come back initially, when he came through the ring, he had some amazing prosthetic makeup done by Tom Savini, who's like a Hollywood makeup artist, horror horror movie makeup artist, and like just looked absolutely fucking amazing. And you know that genuinely looked quite cool, like and and probably if I was a little kid, I'd probably been quite frightened of that. Um, and you know, obviously he couldn't wrestle in that; that would have been impossible because that was a total prosthetic outfit that wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to move in it. So they when he did the when they did the WrestleMania Mania entrance, they changed it into his obviously walked through a porthole and changed into the, the normal fiend. Um so if you can survive that and survive all these finishes and survive everything, but can't survive the RKO because he gets distracted by Alexa Bliss or whatever's happening with her. Like, um, he doesn't seem the type, the character doesn't seem the type that would give a shit about anything really i mean why would why would the fiend who's come back from the dead um you know and who's been able to make bray wyatt puke up um uh, oily sludge in promos and you know and 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 do all these weird supernatural things why would he get distracted by you know, alexa bliss doing something supernatural sat on a you know sat on that box or whatever why would it why would it bother him? Like it, it, it's something that you know he contends with on a daily basis. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's. I don't know. He's, he's, he's either a creature, a supernatural being, something from hell, whatever he is, something that's returned from the dead. Why would what happened to Alexa Bliss bother him? Do you know, I can see why bother Randy Orton. He'd thinking, fucking hell, you know, and the Fiend would get the win out of it. But I don't see why it would why it would confuse or upset some someone like the fiend who's meant to be considered a, a sort of supernatural um creature type en entity so you know the sto storylines no matter how far outside the box they go sort of have to make sense it's like any it's like any movie really um you know you can you can go as crazy as you like with it like the matrix or something like that or like 
any horror movie or or any science fiction movie, but it has to be sort of small, sort of straightforward to follow in a way, and has to make sense in its own little world. And that story didn't make sense in its own little world. And again, no, you know, the, the fiend Bray Wyatt, where we're going to call him, um, you know, didn't come off looking any better. Um, I don't know what happened the next night on Raw. Um, I don't know if this feud is going to continue um, or what's going to happen to the character. But the WWE just keep they they say invest all this all this money and energy and time into creating these cool storylines, which I think Bray Wyatt is probably heavily involved with. And then they seem to sort of drop the ball on on him every time. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't know if that's the way this is going to go. I hope not. Um, you know, I because I think he's actually a very talented wrestler. It'd be nice if they just let him wrestle um, a bit. You know, if, if they if they if they hadn't dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt and just kept having him lose, because that was the thing they did with Bray Wyatt. He just he came out every time. The fans were pumped and they liked him, but he just kept losing and losing and losing and losing. And I, I you know, no one knew why. Um, so it became very difficult to put any stock in him or get behind him. Um, and it was just you know. It, 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 I think if if they do that with the fiend, then you know which they sort of are doing, then you know it's it's it's, it's, it's they're just going to drop the ball on that character as well, and it's he's not going to have any you're not going to have any stock behind him. So you know well, the thing is, like they did a similar thing with the Undertaker. Like the Undertaker, like you said, supernatural being comes back from the dead, sits up, no cells, moves. But they handled The Undertaker so well that he's managed to span a decade, you know, a, a, a career of decades long because they protected him well. He he only lost when he needed to. Like, his his production was always on point, especially his, like, WrestleMania entrances and stuff. They always kept the mystique about The Undertaker. But it's like they want to go, right, we need The Undertaker for the new generation. So we're going to go with Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, or whatever. He's going to have a cool mask. He's going to have the best entrances. He's going to have the cool moves. He's going to have the cool lighting. Well... He's going to have the awful lighting and he's going to have great entrance music. He's going to have great packages. He can have these fire, firefly fiend matches. He can do all the crazy stuff, but then just be like, but when you get in the ring, you lose. And then people are just going to go, well, what is the point in that? Like we've invested so much time and effort. It's either like have have the fiend as a package, but basically don't have him wrestle hardly ever. Basically keep him as the undertaker and just be like, right, he the fiend comes out and wrestles like twice a month or once every two months or something like that just so he creates that mystique but he might be seen every night on raw causing havoc chaos weird skits segments you know uh, little you know kids shows where he's like presenting and pretending to be like the crazy bray wire and he has alexa bliss with him and they're just setting things on fire and absolute chaos but then when he has a match it means something like rather than just like oh look Here's a crazy man. Oh, he's lost. Oh, well, that's the thing. Right, like, sorry, I sorry. don't know if you remember, um, or if you if you've since looked back on when Kane first turned up. Like Kane turned up in October, and the first match that um, Undertaker and Kane had was at the WrestleMania in March, April time, WrestleMania 14. But between that time, Kane was fucking people up. He had a match with Mankind, I think, which was pretty brutal, and he was he was fucking people up. Uh, sorry, so he fucked him up. But he was also setting people on fire, like just he see, they like they were obviously stuntmen, but it was like random lighting guys. He would project lightning or fireballs onto them and setting them on fire. 
he desecrated desecrated the Undertaker's uh, parents' grave. He, you know, because I, the 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 storyline was Undertaker would never fight his brother, no matter you know, no matter how much how much you know they goaded him into it. It was his brother, but you know they did so much to goad him into it that by the time WrestleMania turned up, Kane was this huge monster, um, and he'd done these awful things. The, the crowd wanted to see Undertaker win. So, you know, that sort of worked. But, they, but afterwards, they still kept Kane strong. Kane was a main eventer from from, from then on in. Um, with this, you know, they've just kept the Fiend or Bray Wyatt. They just, they just keep putting him down and he gets back up. They put him down and he gets back up. They put him down and he gets back up. You know, but he's, he's never, he's, he's not done anything apart from look horrific. And, you know, like I say, do a few, um, you know, do a few horrible things to Bray Wyatt, like, you know, make him, make him puke up uh, blood or whatever. You know, that he hasn't really done, done anything particularly horrific to, to anyone. He, he just looks horrible and, you know, and, and he's creepy and weird. And I know we're in a different era now. That's the Attitude Era and this is the, the sort of PG era. Um, but the fact is that if The Fiend could have, come back a little bit earlier, especially if he was facing someone like someone like Randy Orton, who he's obviously that's his main aim. That's the person who who burnt him and, and put him away and, and buried him or did whatever he did to him. Surely they could have had the fiend come back a little bit earlier and uh you know beat up a few sort of high profile free people on the way. So by the time he wrestled Randy Orton, <clears throat> um, you know, he had a few wins behind him. So it it, it didn't the, the match didn't totally hinge on whether he beat Randy Orton or not, if that makes sense. You know, he he you you've seen how powerful the fiend is. You've actually seen it. You you've physically seen it by the way he's he's beaten other superstars or the way he's um you know or the way he's just all the all the, all the paranormal scary things that he's done to other people before he's got to Randy Orton. So by the time he meets Randy Orton, you know, if if he, if Randy Orton wins, he's beaten someone, not just someone who's come back. Do you know what I mean? Someone who's just come back and this is their first match back in ages. And, and you know, I fully expected the thing to beat him. I just thought Randy would put him over. Yeah, same. I thought Randy would put him over and that, you know, and then they could carry on a storyline down the road because Randy didn't need to win that match in any way, shape or form. No way, shape or form. Um, and um, they might have they might have a storyline going on with Alexa Bliss in that situation that 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 requires um, that requires uh, the Fiend to lose, but still, but 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 still, could they have done that a little bit later? Could they have given um, the Fiend a few wins first, just put him up there in the upper echelon of of WWE superstars rather than just kick him straight in the bollocks and bring him straight down to 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 sort of nothing again? Because it was, it was just like it was, it was like that, like the fireworks going off in that in that AEW match, build up, build up, build up <laughs> to the to the, to this to this massive thing, to this massive thing that's meant to happen, and then pff, flat, and you can't and you can't really regain you can't really regain that that momentum because like I say, whether you like the storyline or not, whether it was too much for you in terms of in terms of believability. They did a really cool job of the packages and building it up and stuff. You can't deny that they did a good, great job of it. 
Um, whether you thought it was bollocks or not is a different question, but they still did a great job of it. So they put all that effort into it for it just to have such a flat, flat tone. And, and a yeah, flat they properly nailed the, the packages. They nailed the way the wrestlers came out. They nailed the storyline. Like I was sort of invested in it, but then anything after that was just, it was just really, really flat. Like the match wasn't anything spectacular. They barely really did anything. Like Bray Wyatt, no sold stuff, which I was like, oh, this could be interesting if like Randy Orton has to hit a bunch of RKOs just to even kind of stun him. But then... Yeah, the whole Alexa Bliss thing I thought could have been even better. Like if Alexa Bliss rises out of this jack-in-a-box, you know, bleeding from the head from this goo, and then that snaps the fiend into like overdrive and he just turns around at Randy Orton and Randy Orton actually looks scared, starts to run away, grabs him, Sister Abigail, pins him emphatically whilst looking up at Alexa Bliss and she's just like, you know, cackling or whatever. And like, you do, you know, this, this kind of like supernatural thing gives him extra power, but she sort of sucked the power from him and caused him to lose, which didn't really serve the story because he then sort of got back up and sort of looked at her and it was like like the match didn't even happen. Like, if they'd have just had the whole intro, it, yeah. It, it distracted him, but why would it distract the Fiend after what he'd seen and what he'd done to people? Like, why would that, no matter what fucking happened to Alexa Bliss, no matter what, even if her fucking head fell off her shoulders, why would it bother him? <laughs> The man's been, you know, he, he's, he's not a creature of this earth. That's what we're meant to believe. He's a supernatural being. Why would that bother him? You know, but but still, but Randy Orton took it as an opportunity. You know, it was like this man, this man can't be, can't be beaten, uh, you know, with, he, he he's more or less invincible, but he can be distracted by, by something like that, which, which is, you know, which seemed to be, you know, his bread and butter, you know. <laughs> like you know, frightening people. So it was just it was just just odd, man. Just just a just like you say, just an odd way to start WrestleMania. And it and you know, like I say, no matter how odd the storyline, it needs a bit of coherency, and it didn't particularly have it. So I didn't I didn't didn't particularly like them. Didn't particularly like it really. Um, it had it had loads of bells and whistles. Oh, uh, and loads of um, loads of style, no content. I think that's probably a way I'd wrap that match up and uh, I'll give it one and a half stars. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd give it a two star just because I really like Bray Wyatt. I love the entrance. I thought that whole thing was really cool, but I hated the lighting. I couldn't really see what was happening. Like you said, I bet the crowd couldn't even see what's happening because it was just red and dark and I thought they'd gone over this whole thing. They did the same thing with Sin Cara. They did the same thing with Bray Wyatt before. I mean, Randy and Bray Wyatt have, have wrestled before at WrestleMania and done spooky stuff. There was one where like worms appeared in the ring and it's like, can we, can we just get by this, please? Like, I feel like this is not a rivalry that is working for me. Like, I don't particularly like Randy Orton as a character. I think he's an amazing wrestler, a good worker. He's a very established guy, but I can't get behind him as a character. He doesn't resonate with me because he's neither good nor bad. He never does anything really, really good. And he always does stuff really, really bad. So that, to me, never gives him that baby face echelon thing. He never, he never goes from so bad to so good. He just sort of goes from so bad to sort of somewhere in the middle. So I can never, ever really get behind Randy Orton as a babyface. So this match was a creepy guy who is creepy and supernatural and cool that was a heel. And Randy Orton, who is the bad guy, the legend killer, you know, the the master of the RKO, the, the Viper. And I don't really like him, but he's sort of babyface. So I just couldn't get behind anyone. And the match was arbitrary because we could have had a cool intro 
hit one move, one, two, three, and then Alexa Bliss pops out and, and her head's bleeding. So yeah, two stars for me. Fiend looked good, but it was horribly booked in my opinion. Yeah, and I think I think I think going back to Randy Orton, like I think going back to Randy Orton, I I love Randy Orton as a wrestler, and I think that his actual promo work and character work and and stuff has got has got um, a lot better over the years. I think that was one of the weaker things when I start when he started, and as time's gone on, he's got a lot better as a as a character and as a promo. But he's one of those guys who's who's been around for so long. And people know that he's really good and he's given people such amazing moments, such amazing matches that it's impossible to hate him, you know? Um, so I think he's just, he, he's already at that sort of like untouchable stage where, you know, he's always just going to be what he's going to be from now on. I don't think you're ever going to get people to truly, truly hate Randy Orton for very long. Um, you know, you might get him to hate him for a segment if he does something extremely dastardly to someone that who's extremely popular. But um, the fact is, he he's he's probably in the top three superstars on that in, in that entire roster. Um, and uh, you're not going to get the crowd to care about to care about um, anyone really as much as him. So very very hard to make someone who's been around as long as he has um a, a true true heel i think and uh in this particular match like you say fuck knows who was meant to be what you know <laughs> um you would have thought after Mirandi orton murdered some murdered someone that um <laughs> he probably should have been the uh the, the the heel in this one but it didn't seem to didn't seem to be the case, you know. You would have thought, wouldn't you? But um, yeah, I don't really have any much more to say on it. But um, shall we move on to the second match and on to potentially another disaster in WrestleMania Night 2? This was the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Natalia and Tamina, who qualified in Night 1 after that Tag Team Turmoil match, and they faced the smack, uh, the Women's Champions, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, uh, Tag Team Champions, sorry. And yeah, this was not great i mean the first night was awful but this was not great either this was fucking terrible and why did they give him so much time again this is what i was saying to you last week like and and this is what i was i really wanted to say because i'd seen both nights last week and i know you hadn't seen i didn't want to spoil anything for you, and I, I knew you hadn't seen night two um when we were reviewing night one but they made exactly the same fucking mistake they put it on second and they gave him so much time um, when there was so much, you know, and, and, and which affected the rest of the show. Um, and the only wrestler that was worth anything in there was Shayna Baszler, and she couldn't really do anything. Um, it was, oh, it was just, just, it was shit. It was 15 to 18 minutes of, of just, of, of clumsy, of, clum, of, of just clumsiness. People, people's footwork was terrible. Um, the girls, the, a lot of the girls' styles clashed because they're all quite big, apart from Shayna Baszler. But Shayna Baszler is obviously she. The thing we forget about Shayna Baszler is even though she's she's really really good and she's picked the business up really quick, she's still sort of quite green. Now, what I mean by that is, is she's. She's she hasn't been a she, you know she, you sort of it, it takes a very very long time um, to know what you're doing um, in to, as a professional wrestler just to be able to go in there 
and wrestle anyone and cover up other people's mistakes and just suddenly bring things up. And Shayna Baszler can wrestle, can wrestle. I reckon she could probably wrestle any one of those people in a singles match and get a decent match out of them. But when you've got three people just clumsily fucking oafing around you, like it's really difficult to to control that. And she didn't even have the she didn't even have the capacity to do that. So as much as I love her and I think she's a fantastic talent, um, not just not just as a female but as a professional athlete, um, you know she she didn't deserve to be in the ring with those guys, with those with those with those other girls that that you know that she, she, that she I felt so fucking sorry for her. Um, yeah, those those other girls are clumsy. Um, they're slow. Uh, the 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 it was just yeah it 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 was it was bad. It was like watching um, it was like watching a really bad independent match that just you wish would end but just wouldn't. You know what I mean? You said we've all seen those where we've gone to shows and whether it's been male or female and there's just four people in there who just really aren't connecting. They're really either having a bad day or they don't know what they're doing, they're not well-trained, um, and the, the fans don't really care. And, you know, but but they want to get their shit in and they want to do their bit, and they're not fucking leaving until they've done everything. And then that's 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 it. Uh, and all that results in is a, is, is a match that no one really cares about, and it, and it takes away a lot of the heat for the... Um, you know, for the for the other matches. I mean, it was almost a mimic of the of night one in a way. Apart from the first match of night one was was great. Um, it was the rain that sort of subdued the crowd um, rather than the actual rather than the actual match of night two because the first sort of two matches didn't really have any heat and it took it took a while for the crowd to 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 sort of warm up. Um, yeah, it was it was over long. Uh, the girls were clumsy in it, apart from Shayna Baszler, but she just didn't really know what to do. She didn't really have a. She didn't really have a particularly. Well, she had a substantial role, but she she um, she didn't really know how to. She knew how to do her bit, but she couldn't save a match which was unsavable. Um, it was so. It was just so clumsy and so so poorly executed and and too, and too long. And um, I don't know with all the talented females they've got in WWE at the moment. I don't know why the fuck they put those four together. Um, I you know. think for me, the weird thing about it was, I feel like they had an agent that tried to put together a story and these guys did nothing to further that story. So for me, the story was that, so Tamina, she's the bigger, like, uh, I, I could be wrong here, like Samoan kind of based, you know, island wrestler, Versus Nia Jack, who's, you know, of, of Samoan heritage and stuff. They're two big burly girls. And I feel like they wanted Tamina to get that WrestleMania moment. That, you know, Hulk Hogan slams Andre the Giant thing. But what Hulk and Andre did, they built up to it. Whereas they did this horribly in this match. So it's like, so Tamina comes in, tries to get the slam. And Nia Jax immediately elbows her. And it gets nothing. Nobody even registered that she was trying to slam her. And it's like, that's the first things we learn in wrestling. Like, I'm sure you've taught so many people over the years it's like if you're going to go for a body slam on a bigger person like you know that you have like the rule of three in wrestling like so for the first one you might grab them and try and 
go with your legs and, and, oh, and your back goes out a little bit or the person manages to reverse it. But you don't just kind of go in and get elbowed and then don't really sell it. And it's, that's the thing that they, they just didn't do. She could have just it fallen was, on her. She could have done the old school yeah. pick up, fallen on her, nearly get a pin and it's nearly over straight away type thing, you know? Yeah, and they just they just didn't do any of that. And then the second time, she goes to slam her on the outside, and Nia Jax's feet didn't even leave the floor. So it's like, so the first time, her feet didn't leave the floor. The second time, her feet didn't leave the floor. It's like, we're not building up to anything. We're, it just looks like she's going for the same move over and over again, which makes her look silly, rather than like the first time she didn't get it. Oh, maybe she'll try again. Oh, she's going to do it. No, she doesn't do it. Like, And then the third time, you're like, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. And then she did it, and it was a wonky-ass slam anyway. And it was just like, ah, and there was like no selling. There was no, ah, they just did not handle that well. And and my, my Lord, like Nia Jax looks like the worst person to wrestle with. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to sort of shit on her because she's a female or anything like that, but she looks very unsafe, questionable strikes. And at one point she, she slammed Natalia and I thought she was going to drop her on her head. And I was like cringing and wincing throughout the whole thing it looked like she was elbowing her i mean she could be the safest worker but you know we've heard stories of her hurting other girls and stuff like that so it can't be that she looks snug and is you know quite safe i think she does wallop people i think she uses her elbows badly um maybe she's been told not to punch because i think she like broke becky's nose or whatever but she she can't do forearms or, or elbows either everything looked crap as well it's not as if she's laying them in in one foul swoop and then like making it look impressive she's doing several at a time they all look wonky they all look very dangerous she's slamming people she hasn't got a good good center of gravity and a base on her and she just yeah she just looks sloppy and this was this was 20 minutes of of just a bit of a cluster really uh naya and Shayna do retain but do we really care no we don't and you know i think i think we made our point last week really um this even though this wasn't a gauntlet match um it was it was it was the the problems i had with this match were were were, were ex- extremely similar um to were uh, the problems i had with 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 last week's and you're right you know you, they did have that 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 tease in there and, it, and if it was a singles match then um and there was some actual proper teases like with the body slam and stuff then yeah you 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 can get a story out of it you can get a story out of it every time but also the other fact is is tamina snooker isn't really that over for anyone to really care if she slams nia jacks and Nia Jax has been slammed. She's been thrown around by Ronda Rousey. And people have seen her get thrown around, get Samoan dropped. They've seen all this shit. So it's not as if they're going to be seeing anything particularly special, even if she manages to do it, uh, which she did. And you're right, and it looked crap. Um, so it, it, it's it's not as if Nia Jax has been protected as this. as this. I mean, she's always like, every time they come out, it's like, whoa, here she is. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell, here's the big girl. Like you know, they 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 do sort of pour over a bit in that way, um, but it's we've seen it all. It, it's it's a bit like the big show, you know. Like by the end of the big shows, um, sort of first five six years, everyone had done everything to him. So you know, when Andre got slammed, um, I'm sure he had been slammed a million times, but you know that was in different territories. We hadn't seen it wrestling wasn't as easy to grab hold of the older tapes weren't like if you'd have been slammed in japan none of us would have fucking known about it all that sort of stuff so when hulk did do it wwe could sort of reinvent the wheel with it and say fuck this has never happened before he's never lost you know 
even if he had a million times, um, because it hadn't happened in the WWE. All this stuff has happened in the WWE, so it's 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 not it's not special. Um, I just don't get why they chose those three girls. I don't get why they chose Natalia. I don't get why they chose the um, uh, Nia Jax, who who you're right has been accused of being extremely dangerous. I don't get why they chose Tamina, who's who sort of this. She's been around forever, but never really done anything because she's never been that you know that talented anyway. Um, I just I, I know they've obviously got the name, and you know they they you got you got the hearts, the snickers, and and you know the 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 NOA family in there. But yeah, I mean I I can't I can't see how Vincent Mann would have been pleased with that one. You know when they came backstage, high fiving them all and giving them hugs, it was just. It was miserable to watch. It was, and it, and especially now in a in an era of, um, of of where they've got so many decent uh, female athletes to choose from, you know why they would decide to put those four in a ring at WrestleMania and give them that much time to to fuck it all up is be is beyond me. You know, I mean, I I I, I could tell you, and I'm sure you could as well. I could tell you that before that match was on, it was going to be crap, and I could tell you why. So surely the WWE could. Do you know what I mean? They've got so many experienced people there, um, you know, who know these girls and know what what they need to work on and know their styles and 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 and, and know what they're good at and bad at. You know, why did they decide? Why did they decide to give them this fucking opportunity on the grandest stage of them all in this? Girls out there who are so much better, who could have gone such a bet, such a such a such a, a crisper, cleaner match, a better match um, that may have um, you know that may have actually you know helped supported the card a little bit more rather than just bring it down. So the next match had had more work to do. Just piss poor, just the same as the night before. Just 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 crap. One star. One, yeah, what if that? If that, <laughs> but I will, I will say one star because at least they turned up. <laughs> they didn't fall over when they was coming down for their entrance. No, they didn't fall over when they came down the wrestling ring, and and um, yeah, uh, I don't know. There wasn't a wardrobe malfunction, and I don't know. One, I don't know. One, Shayna Baszler was in the match. One star. That, Shayna that, Baszler was the in one the star. match. One star. At least that gives it some star power. And uh, yeah, and no one died. And uh, when I watched it, um, yeah, when I watched it, I didn't, I didn't cry and shit myself, even though I knew, <laughs> even though I nearly did on a few, few occasions. So yeah, one star, just purely for that. Next up, we have Sami Zayn, the conspiracy theorist, versus Kevin Owens. These guys have worked for so many years with each other across multiple continents, multiple years. These guys have got history. I'm sure they could work together at, at a moment's notice and they could pull off a five-star match. But much like last week when we talked about Cesaro and Seth Rollins, these guys were sort of chucked into a match and they tried to cram in 20 to 30 minutes worth of wrestling into a 10-minute solid, very good, well-performed match, but just felt a little bit like, eh, it was a bit quick and it was over. And Logan Paul was there for some reason. Oh, fuck. Like, uh, I was... I, I actually like when I was watching this, I, I had some hope because even though I know it started with the pop up powerbomb and 
whenever a match starts with a finisher, you, you normally sort of know that um, it's going to be a quick one. But um, and it's going to be speedy, and I and I and I thought, oh fuck, because again, please don't make the same. It was even in the same placement, you know. Please don't make the same mistake you did the night before with 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 Rollins and Cesaro. You know, take a a potential a potential classic and turn it into just what you would see on a Raw or a SmackDown. You know, and give them some time. And um, even though they, you know, the the, the first sort of the match was actually eight minutes long. I checked it was just over eight minutes long, eight minutes twenty six. So it was shorter than the Cesaro Rollins match. And they started the match off a little bit. Um, the first two three minutes, they obviously did the pop up powerbomb, but then they started it and they were actually working and and looking at the crowd and people were were really getting behind Kevin Owens and I don't know who that. Fucker was just sat there gurning at the camera. He he annoyed, but <laughs> I don't even saw no reason for him to be there. The the, the, the blonde guy whose name you just mentioned, I, I just I saw no, you know, probably some star power there, but you know, again, just just unnecessary, um, unnecessary distraction from what you know the in ring in in ring action. Um, I'm I'm not getting Sami Zayn's gimmick, but you know I didn't really care about that because I like you say I have seen these two perform, um, you know in in other other promotions and even in WWE and I've seen them have some 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 really good match matches and you know I I've never particularly liked Kevin Owens's look, but I understand his look is different and the guy can work and he can cut a promo and he can tell a story sometimes he does a bit too much sometimes he takes risks that i you know i i, I worry about but in general the, the guy is fucking rock solid and and sammy zane is too so you know i thought here we go finally a re- a worthy wrestlemania match where you know we can we can fucking actually sit there and 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 maybe get a good sort of 20 minutes, maybe even a little bit more, 25 minutes of action, a bit like a sort of um, Jericho, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 19, maybe not as good, but that sort of time and that sort of match where everything, where everyone's like, you know, oh, fuck, this is going to be, this is a classic, you know, this, an unexpected WrestleMania classic, you know, Um, you know, that type of thing. Give them, give them, give them some time to tell a story and, and completely bring the crowd in and, do some cool false finishes and all that sort of stuff. But when they started doing brain busters on the apron, like within about three or four minutes, I thought, fuck, they're going to do it again. And then, you know, they, they, they did the, um, they, they did the, 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 the big moves and the moves started getting bigger and the match started getting, you know, started feeling more rushed and more hasty. And um, yeah, when Kevin Owens hit his stunner, one, two, three, I was like exactly the same review I can only give it because it's like a mirror of the night before it it is exactly the same review I can't say anything other than you know the wrestlers had a a really really crisp nice match um they took some took took a few risks did some cool big moves um had a bit of an unnecessary distraction but it was so short that by the time I found myself, by the time I found myself getting into it, it was over. When this could have really, really been something special, 
And uh, by the time this match was over, I sort of thought, well, I've, what, I ain't really got anything else to look forward to. Like this, this, this was one of the ones I was sort of counting on to to save what really a sort of an an an, an, an ailing second night of, of WrestleMania and. And the first night, we even though we said, yeah, it was, it was all right, it was pretty good, there were some good moments, like it wasn't a particular, if you looked at that as a WrestleMania on its own, you wouldn't have gone, that was one of the better ones, you would have probably put that in what, you know, sort of the weaker WrestleMania ca- categories, maybe this could, maybe this this match could could save it, you know, WrestleMania 37 was the was 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 the site of, of an amazing match between Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, but it wasn't. It was it was that I could have seen that match on SmackDown and thought, yeah, or or Raw or whatever, and been like, yes, yeah, a cool match for TV, but no way is that a WrestleMania match. And I could sense that Kevin Owens was a bit disappointed afterwards as well. Um, in his face, I could see I could sense that he was a bit disappointed. I don't know if the girls overran. I don't know if he was just pissed off that that was the only time they got, um, you know, and uh, I like Sami Zayn too. I don't think he's as talented as Kevin Owens, especially in the promo department. Um, and uh, I just I just think it was a, a waste of, of two guys that, the, 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 you know, that they, they proved in the eight minutes that they were competent of having an amazing match. <clears throat> but... It, 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 but the the reins of of the WWE held them back from being able to go out there and just completely pull it all, all out on the line, which is what WrestleMania used to be about, and what I thought WrestleMania was about. Um, you know, I mean, if you if you remember when they had no crowd last year, they had Randy Orton and Edge just fucking hitting, you know, running around the performance center for 40, 45 minutes. You know, in one of the world's most boring matches, but they, you know, but they give can't give um, the next year, the following year, they can't give the crowd a twenty-minute, twenty-five-minute in-ring fucking wrestling clinic um, to these two guys who could who could do it. Um, they couldn't give the crowd that. They couldn't give the audience at home that wrestling match, that exciting wrestling match that we all thought we were going to see, um, but unfortunately didn't really get to see. We just got to see again a match in, a match in fast forward with, with a few cool moves in it. And uh, it just, just, just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough for, for me. Um, and that's the thing. Like when, when a match is so quick, the fundamentals of wrestling kind of goes out of the window because like whenever we talk about wrestling, we, we like to see sort of psychology. We like to see a story. We like to see good selling as well as moves and character and things like that. So obviously Sami Zayn's got this kind of crazy conspiracy theory character, which I'm all up for. I love a sort of a conspiracy theory and I love how wild it makes people, but it's never going to pay off because... I don't think they'll ever go down the direction of making Sammy right. He's always going to be wrong. He's always going to be complaining about being the wrong person in a conspiracy theory. So they'll never make this character interesting enough for us to be like, oh, 
damn, Sammy was right. There is a conspiracy theory like behind him. And then maybe we can kind of get into the meat and bones about Sammy Zane's character. But he's always just going to be this whining heel that complains about being screwed over by referees and other people and celebrities and his best friend and management. And he's just going to be in the mid card, just complaining for the whole entire time that he has this, this character of the conspiracy theorist, unless they take it in a different direction. But I feel like they're just going to go nowhere with it. Like if this match would have ended in controversy, they could have then gone on and Sammy could have come out and been, uh, I was right. Everybody. I was right. There is a conspiracy out there. Look at the tape and then go back and analyze the tape and break it down and, and go full on like proper, like conspiracy theory mode, like flat earthers, like, you know, like crazy nine 11 conspiracy theorists, like, but they're not going to do that because it's going to be too controversial and it's not going to be PG and they're not going to be able to do that. So Sami Zayn's character doesn't really do anything. It could. And these guys just didn't sell anything. They did big devastating maneuvers and there was just no selling. Like for me, even after the match. So like, you know, uh, Kevin Owens hits the stunner, pin, one, two, three. Sami Zayn is up straight away and he's arguing with Logan Paul. All right, so no sell the stunner. The stunner's meant to be the most devastating move in the world. It was handed down from Stone Cold Steve Austin to Kevin Owens and nobody kicks out the stunner. Great, but then Sami Zayn's up straight away and arguing with Logan Paul. All right, fine. Don't, don't worry about it. You're probably short for time. You need to get the Logan Paul thing in there. You've played him millions of dollars. He's got 40 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, he's a big celebrity. His brother fights in MMA or something. We don't care about Logan Paul. We care about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, but we still need to cram that in there because it's WrestleMania and we need celebrities. And that, that, was, just, that was just it. There was like no, no selling to the match. It was quick. They, they crammed in 20 minutes into 10 minutes and they just kind of went out there. And I wanted them to have a great match. And I, the, the way you described it last week as being very similar to Cesaro and Seth Rollins, I was kind of ready for that. So I wasn't bothered by it that much. But if, if I was watching that for like the first time through like non, you know, non-spoiled eyes not not that you spoiled it for me but you know i mean i had that kind of apprehension going in of like it's going to be short it's going to be one of those matches they're two amazing talents they're going to put it all on the line but there's going to be no psychology there's going to be nothing like that so i kind of knew the way it was going to go and it was just it was just weird the one good thing was logan paul took it took a decent stunner that looked kind of vicious but maybe kevin owens was pissed off and just thought i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna but is that is that stun what the crap man or is that what the production crew or is that what the the the, the writers think that people want to see i think i'll oh, fuck the match don't worry about that what people really want to see is kevin owens stunner that logan paul guy I don't want to see that. I don't know who he is. And I fucking bagsy that probably 90% of the of the, uh, of the people in the UK who are watching WrestleMania don't know who he is. Maybe they do. And if they do know who he is, fucking brilliant. Get him, let, him, let him get stunned at the end anyway. But, you know, still, still fucking people who watch wrestling know who Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are because they follow wrestling. So... That they should be the focus of the match, not this fucking weird Logan Paul guy who, who, who actually, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it wasn't like, wasn't like fucking Bad Bunny. Do you know what I mean? Like this Logan Paul guy sat outside of the ring and, um, you know, made all these sort of, um, you know, very hammed up weird faces, like it was a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like he, I think that. I think that he brought the match down in in terms of the you know the the even though the match wasn't that high profile in terms of in terms of storyline, um, it was almost like 
he was he you know it, it was almost like right Logan when you get out there these are the expressions to say make and these are the faces to do it, it was almost like everything had been written down to him. be like okay okay yeah I'll do that I'll say that I'll do that nothing came naturally to him I don't know if he's a wrestling fan I get the impression that he wasn't I get the impression that he was that he was told everything to do and you know and he, yeah he might have taken a decent stun that's fair enough you know whatever that that's cool and fair play for him for that but um he brought nothing to the match in fact he probably brought it down um you know it, it, fucking we all know kevin owens is a conspiracy theorist maybe don't give uh sorry uh, we all know um sammy zane is a conspiracy theorist don't he had he, he cut a bit of a promo at the start which probably took up about three minutes maybe cut that out as well you know we all know what he's about we all know what the deal is there like fucking, we knew that that Logan Paul guy was going to come out. That could have put a bit of extra time on the match. I just, I just think that, um, I just think that whoever, whoever, Vince McMahon is in charge of the WWE. Um, I don't know how, you know, I don't know whether he gets the 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 the, the say on the timings of the matches and stuff like that as much or or whatever or whether he listens to um, his production crew and writers and things like that, but. I, I I get the feeling that who, who that the whole the whole backstage um, the, the whole of the backstage of, of of the WWE at the moment are so out of touch with what the the crowd want. They still they they've forgotten that people actually still want to fucking see wrestling and enjoy the wrestling match. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know they think that I think they think that wrestling fans or us as wrestling fans have got the patience of a gnat when I don't think that even the modern day uh, fans have, have, have got the, have got that patience. You know, I, I think that, I think that everyone wanted to see more out of that match than, than what they saw um, and more and, and been given more time to the actual in-ring um, performances of both those two amazing talents than than the whole conspiracy theory in bollocks, the whole Logan Paul bollocks, like, you know, there, there's, there's, because like, like we said, you know, and it's a theme that's going to go on throughout the, probably the rest of our conversations today and the, the conversation last week, everything just seems so rushed and, and, and the time, the, the, the time was put on the, the, the wrong things. I mean, this was still a, a, a three hour pay-per-view. And the night before was still a three-hour pay-per-view, but everything just just seems so 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 rushed. And I'm not even though I'm, but we're probably not going to review it, and I don't want to go into it too much. I saw um, just just randomly just 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 watched the second night of, of NXT. That was a fucking brilliant show. That was a superb show because all the matches um, for for a change were in, with NXT were were different. They allowed the wrestlers to put the time in. Um, they all sort of told um, different stories, um, you know, and and it was like a it was like an actual wrestling show again, as as NXT's um, style. They did a bit too much for my liking, but you know, throughout the whole of the WrestleMania week that I watched, that was that was the the, the NXT um, takeover the second night was the best show out of them all because they focused on some actual fucking wrestling. Some storylines that people cared about. They still had the cool entrances. They still had some cool storylines. They still had some cool guests, maybe or whatever. But they they 
focused on the the the, the in-ring storytelling in, and and in and apart from maybe one or two matches on both nights of the of the WrestleMania cards, um, they, they didn't focus on the storytelling. They just seemed to want to get the wrestling over as quickly as possible. It, it didn't seem it seemed like a an afterthought compared to the compared to the the, the the other stuff that they wanted to put on there, the skits and the and the fucking you know the, the Hall of Fame bits and the commentators doing their doing their bits and the and people coming out and singing songs and rapping and shit like you know it, it just seemed like they they put the wrestling on a back burner and they really missed an opportunity with this match like it could have been such a it could have been such a fucking it could have been such a cool match it could have been a WrestleMania match that people remember for a long time um but I can't disagree with you. You, you, you. I think you've said it all there. They they just, they had potential and I think we all saw the potential, but it, it got squandered. It got wasted. It was, it was too quick. And for me, probably two and a half stars. Like it, it has to have a decent amount of stars because there's a decent talent in there and all the moves they did were really good. Everything they did looked solid. Like I like those two guys, but they just weren't given time. They rushed, and then Logan Paul was just kicking around. No selling. I don't know. It was. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give it. Oh, uh, yeah. Two, two and a half stars is, is is about right. The guys, the guys did as much as they possibly could to try and make to try and make that that match entertaining. Um, but they only had eight minutes to do it, and uh, eight eight minutes is 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 not long for a Wrestlemania match so in the next up we had a, a weird little segment with Riddle and the great Carly and then Paul Heyman turned up oh no he didn't that was RVD he just looks like Paul Heyman now for some reason anyway moving swiftly on uh, the next match was the United States Championship match which was uh, Sheamus versus Riddle and this was a, a kind of a nice hard-hitting match these guys obviously wanted to put a lot of effort in there they wanted to impress they did quite a lot they they, they rushed they, they forgot to sell a little bit there was a few sketchy moments, but I think having Sheamus in there, who is, you know, a tried and tested athlete and, uh, you know, a very experienced wrestler in there. He, he, I think he saved Riddle at the, at the end there when he was going for like a white noise off the top and they both almost slipped off and Sheamus fell down and just sort of went, right, okay, I've got you. We're safe. I'm not going to do it again. We don't need to go up to the top rope and do this crazy maneuver. We'll do, we'll just settle down. We'll go into that. Um, they didn't panic, which was really, really good. And I think that's definitely down, down to Sheamus. Not really the the result I thought was going to happen because we do have a new US champion, which is Sheamus. And at the time, the finish was basically Riddle was going to go for a, a springboard moonsault. And then Sheamus gave him a bro kick. And like in normal time, it looked really weird and sloppy. But as soon as they slowed it down, that looked bang on like that looked amazing they showed it a couple of times in slow motion and you literally see Seamus kick Riddle right in the face and then Riddle like basically wakes up and has got like a bloody mouth which I thought was really really good looked really really brutal and I thought this was a sort of a pretty decent match what do you reckon yeah I did actually yeah um I, I'm starting to rate Riddle more as he's as as time's going along um I still think he he oversells a little bit too much in that indie way in which we, we, we spoke about before. Um, but he, um, <clears throat> but you know, overselling is better than, than underselling. I mean, I mean with his facials rather than the actual time he takes to get up from moves, you know, everyone's up within 30 seconds, but you know, his, his actual facials and stuff. Um, if he, he, there, there's a, there's a very WWE way of selling things. 
and there's a very indie way of selling things and and because Matt Riddle's been been in independence for quite a while um I think he's just he'll in the in the end uh that'll uh that that that'll change and he'll you know he'll become quite a, you know he'll, he'll become a, a quite a big star I think um he's also a legitimately tough bastard so anything that Seamus uh, wants to dole out to him, stiff strikes, anything like that, then uh, Matt Riddle will take. Also, Matt Riddle could probably fuck Seamus up quite easily, being a legitimate uh, mixed martial arts uh, competitor and, uh, you know, uh, a hard bastard. Um, I, I, I actually quite like this match. I thought it was probably the best match up until this point. Um, like you say, very physical. Um, I uh, I think um, Matt Riddle is one of those guys. I think I, I think the reason they brought RVD out actually um, during the promo is because I think that they've got quite similar, um, quite quite not not quite similar gig gimmicks, but like they're both obviously extremely intelligent people, um, but they were labelled as the sort of like hey bros and, and you know RVD was the sort of yo dude sort of like stoner character. Whereas there are, if you've heard RVD's Hall of Fame speech, he's an incredibly eloquent, intelligent guy. Um, and Matt Riddle, you know, is, pro- is probably the same. Um, and they rub both have rubbed people up the wrong way backstage by speaking their mind, um, which is never a particularly good thing. But the the crowd, the crowd like them. They're over with the crowd. So, you know, you can't argue with that. Not even the WWE can argue with that. So I think um, Matt Riddle's going to have um, quite a, a difficult, long, hard road to wherever he's going to get to. Um, and I think he's probably going to sort of not flounder in the mid card, but he's going to do the sort of Daniel Bryan. You know, it's going to take him a while to get to the top. But I, th- I think I think I think the crowd are going to get behind him because he works really hard. The stuff he does looks really good. He's got um, a style in which he can do anything from technical to um, the high-flying uh, side of things. Um, you know, he, he, he's still learning the WWE style, and he's going to obviously uh, pick that up as he, as he goes along. Um, Sheamus. Um, Sheamus is, is a weird one for, one for me because I think Sheamus um, only really only really looks good when he's wrestling certain people. Like when he wrestled Drew, you know that he looked that they're normally cool matches because it's two big motherfuckers going at it. Um, but when Sheamus wrestles someone like Matt Riddle, there's the size differentiation there is is um, you know is to to me to, to me it's sort of psychology wise. Um, I wasn't surprised with with the result. I didn't think they'd put Matt Riddle over Sheamus because Sheamus is obviously that much bigger. And he looks more impressive. And I think WWE always go for size. Um, so I wasn't that surprised that that that, that um, he went over, um, that Sheamus went over. But I, I was surprised that, that it was quite a competitive match. Again, you're right. I don't know how much time they were given. They were given longer than, than, than any of the other matches, apart from the girls, I think. They were probably hovering around the 12-minute mark, I would have thought. Um, which gave the match, you know, that little bit more suspense, a few nice false finishes in there, a few cool moves, like you say, little, a few little botches in there, but, you know, nothing 
nothing um, that ended up being being terrible. Um, yeah, a good a good sort like say a good solid match for the United States uh, title. Um, you know, WrestleMania WrestleMania worthy. I don't know, but if 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 the if as it st- stood at that particular moment. Um, at that particular time, um, that was probably the best match so far um, of that particular night. So, uh, so yeah, I was, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Um, this, this, and and he even had a bit of psychology. You know, Sheamus took a decent portion of that match, and he gave Riddle, you know, his his comebacks and stuff when when Riddle needed them. Um, Riddle got to sort of show off and display his athleticism and the stuff that he was good at, while Sheamus got to, you know, show off and display what he was good at. And the finish, again, like you say, it did, you're right, it did look when it went because it was so quick, it was like, fuck, you know, what happened there? And then when they slowed it down, you're right, it was perfectly timed. It was, it was, it was really good. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a really good finish to, to a competitive match. Which actually had a bit of psychology in it, which up until that point um, didn't. The, the, none of the matches really, really had that that psychology. Um, and uh, was it a bit rushed? Yeah, it was, but they didn't have huge, huge amounts of time. Um, so you know, what are you going to do? But it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. I think it was the best match up until that point, and I and I didn't expect it to be. So um, yeah, I, I I've quite happily slipped that one into about. Three and a half stars, and they both worked really hard as well. They were, they were, uh, you know, they were sweating and welted up, and you know, they, they, they given each other a bit of a battering by the by the end of it. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. I thought that's the thing because this match, like, it wasn't on my radar. I sort of knew about most of the other matches, and then during night one, they did a roundup of what happened in night one and said, "This is what you've got to look forward to in night two. And I was like, "Oh, Sheamus versus Riddle. Oh, that that." whatever and then when the match came out I was like ah this will be fine I'm sure because I like Riddle I think he's cool I like the similarities between him and RVD and the whole like laid back California bro you know he looks different because he basically just wears pants he doesn't wear any you know any boots or any knee pads that gives him that kind of differentiation between him and other people he has a very varied move set which I think eventually down the line they will they will kind of narrow his moveset down and they'll give him, you know, probably sort of five or six things for him to focus on. I think that will that will help him along the way because I feel the last couple of times I've seen him wrestle, he's just pulled out loads of crazy different moves and I can't quite pinpoint what his what his special moves are, you know, and you kind of need that with people. Like with Sheamus, you've got his one where he puts him on his shoulders and rolls through. You've got his white noise. You've got his bro kick. You've got his knees. You've got his beats of the bow run. You, you know what to expect with Sheamus. And although Sheamus is, to me, quite a boring wrestler, you know what you're going to get with him. You know you're going to get a hard-hitting match. You know you're going to get a, a pretty safe but brutal match and you know you're going to get his you know his highlights of his good kicks and his good strikes and stuff like that and he he knows how to work a crowd and he knows how to work with different types of people but for me he's a little bit like Randy Orton I can't really get behind him 
because I don't really know what he is. He's still the same character he was when he very first came into the WWE. He's still pale. He's still jacked. He's still got bright red hair that, that stands up. He still wears the same necklace. He still does the same move. So he's not really evolved for me as a character. So I've never really been able to get behind him, except when he was with um, Cesaro and they did the whole tag team and they came out and he had like a mohawk and, you know, had the, the kilt on and they were doing like some fun things. They were the bar, they set the bar, you know, they were drinking, they were rough, tough. And I was like, that is a Seamus that I can get behind. And then in the promo, they showed him with like kind of like bare knuckle um, fists on, a little pork pie hat and a and a, a vest. And I was like, oh, Seamus has got a new character. And then as soon as he came out, he's got the same music, he's doing the same entrance and he just looks the same as he did 10 years ago. So I'm like, all right, I've got no reason to, to get, I didn't like Seamus back then. I don't really, not like him like I think he's a good wrestler but I don't like his character I think it's very bland so they've not changed him in that long that didn't really give me another reason to reinvest in him so I was all for like Matt Riddle and I was like well he must be the guy because they gave him the US title he beat well air quotes beat Bobby Lashley at the last event although he pinned Morrison and he got the US title but then he lost it to Sheamus. And what, what, what's Sheamus going to do? Sheamus is not going to elevate the title because he's already above that because they talked about his accolades in the match. He's a former Royal Rumble winner. He's a former King of the Ring, two or three time world heavyweight champion, intercontinental champion, tag team champion. He's done it all, but now he's the US champion again. Like it didn't really do anything because he's not going to elevate the title. And he didn't elevate Matt Riddle by letting Matt Riddle go over on him. So it was a little bit like, uh, the, the result was shocking to me because I could see a path where Riddle goes on and defends the title against bigger and, and better opponents. Whereas I'm just going to see Sheamus as a transitional champion to somebody else. I don't know who they're going to pass it off to. but So I didn't really see anywhere to go with that. But overall, I quite enjoyed the match. Brutal, hard hitting. The guys worked hard. I would definitely give it three stars. Yeah, and I think you, I think you made a really good point there. Like you know, Sheamus has been one of those guys who's been around for a long time, and even though he's he's pretty much a, a Grand Slam winner um, of every belt in in the WWE, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's maybe not one 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 or two, but he's 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 one one of the WWE championship, whether it be the universal one or the, the actual WWE championship a couple of times, you know, like you said, he's, he's won all these various different titles and, and tournaments and rumbles and things like, you know, but, but you don't look at him and think he's one, he's going to be remembered as one of the greats dear. Like he's just, he's just been around, you know, he's just been around for a long time and, by virtue of the fact he's been around, he's he's been given these opportunities because he's solid. He's going to put in a good performance. He's obviously reliable. He's probably quite a good employee, um, you know. And that you know, but it, but it, but it, it doesn't seem to be like you know, like with someone like Triple H, where you know he got to the top and stayed at the top, or like Austin got to the top and stayed at the top. Same with a Rock. Same with the Undertaker. They seem to be sort of flutter around, you know, wherever wherever they're put at the time. And then, you know, one day he'll win the title again or he'll wrestle for the title again. And, you know, so it, it does seem it, it did seem a little bit um did seem a little bit silly not to work. Because again, it wouldn't have hurt Seamus if he'd have lost. Um, but it really would have sort of put Matt Riddle over a little bit more and it would have elevated him. So and 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 so the, the point you made, which is a good one, is that on this card so far, no one really has come out of their matches any better off so far, any better off 
than they went in. And a lot of people have come up, come out actually looking worse, which is never the point of, of a wrestling match. Um, you know, the point is, is for even the loser to, to come out looking, looking better. And I don't think the match was long enough or, and, and there was enough sort of, um, you know, uh, false finishes or the, there wasn't a, uh, a, a, a well enough told story, even though there was a story and there was a bit of psychology in that match, there wasn't you know, enough of a story, um, you know, that swayed Riddle's way for, for him to come out of it like, oh, fuck, he fought so hard and he fought for so long, but, you know, he still couldn't beat the, 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 the experience and the, you know, the toughness of, of, of Sheamus, you know, so, it, 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 and that that wasn't mentioned really anyway. Um, it was just like, yeah, these two beat the crap out of each other for 12 minutes, you know, well done. But yeah, Sheamus is now the new intercontinental champion, it's like all US champion or whatever. So it, 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 no one came out of it looking better. And Sheamus has now got a belt that he doesn't really need. It's just, and, it, and it's the theme of this sort of whole WrestleMania. No one's come out of it looking. Look so far. Well, when I say this whole WrestleMania, I mean night two. Like no one's come out of their matches looking any better. Um, but a few people have definitely come out looking worse, or at least have stalled. Um, but I did see Monday Night Raw. Maybe Monday Night Raw, everything totally changed, and everyone looks amazing again. Um, but 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 that that the 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 WrestleMania night two so far, and, that, and that's. What I sort of discovered when I was watching it, like when I, when I sort of got to this point, I was like, you know, fucking, what, what, where's where's this going? What what's happening? Who who's you know who who's who's going to be a, a future star here? Who's going to be a um, a future contender? Because they keep just sort of they just they they've sort of kept everyone down so far. Well, you say that. Until this next match, we the next match after the US title match was the Intercontinental Championship match, which was Big E versus Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. Now, I thought the actual opposite of this match, I thought both guys came out of this match with a bit of promise because I feel like they, they booked Big E, he was obviously the champion going in, but I feel like Big E now has direction to move upwards and they gave Apollo Crews the title and some sort of a surprise kind of alliance with this giant dude who came out and basically cost the title for, for Big E. And that created intrigue for Apollo, who is now a champion and can elevate himself up. So I know we haven't really dived into the match. That was my sort of first opinion on that, you know, piggybacking on, on your thought there. Do you have anything to, to kind of add on? Yeah, to yeah, exactly. That's the sort of half what I was about to say. This this was... I don't. I didn't particularly enjoy the match. They just wailed on each other with kendo sticks and and did a few and did a few sort of you know uh, sort of a few big bumps. But and in general, you you're right. Like I think they're moving Biggie up. I do think they have plans for him. Um, you know, Apollo Cruz, whether he's just holding that title, um, you know, until some until they can think of someone else better to put it on, then you know, whatever. But um, I still don't particularly like Apollo Cruz's new gimmick. I think it's a bit silly, but um, and I obviously I have no idea who this big giant guy is, but you know, no one does at the moment. Um, or, or maybe again, no one did at the time. So you know, I I did I didn't like the match, but I I get what you mean that they sort of I think I think you're right. I think they took the belt off of Big E so that he can progress upwards. 
Um, and they've obviously, yeah, given given Apollo his, his first sort of uh, title win. It was just it was just a shame that it was in a, it was in a under under weird circumstances. Like you know, it, it, a Nigerian drum match basically meant an ODQ match, but there happened to be a few drums knocking around, which no one used. Do you know what I mean? I know they used it. Someone got hit over the head with a with a symbol or whatever. But mainly they were just wailing on each other with, with kendo sticks. And that was something I was going to say. Why have they have, have they changed the weapon of choice in these matches now to kendo sticks? Because they fucking hurt. Do you know what I mean? They sting. <laughs> they welt all the wrestlers up. Like they're coming up with big old red fucking welts. Like they've just been flogged. Do you know what I mean? Like they've just been fucking whipped, whipped, whipped like in fucking, you know, uh, what do you call it in, in fucking Roman times? Like you know, they look like they've been fucking flogged with a cat and nine tails. They look like they've been to see some fucking S and M fucking torturous or whatever, <laughs> and they've been smashed together with smashed up with these fucking sticks. And I, I fucking have been hit with a few fucking kendo sticks before, not WWE kendo sticks, but you know ones that we've made now. I don't think there's a great deal of difference. Maybe the ones we make are, are a little bit tougher, but I don't want to take more than one, maybe two fucking digs off of them. I'd much prefer to be hit with a nice flat chair, do you know what I mean, across the back, and, and take that weight evenly distributed across across my back rather than just be weight fucking... Absolutely. It's, like, it's like being hit with a pool cue. It's fucking awful. Like... But WWE are quite happy to do that, you know, because that's I don't know if that seems 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 less violent, but you know, I I can't I can't I can see kids at school going like you know, but who love wrestling going right fuck we can make a kendo stick let's get a fucking let's do, oh yeah there's, there's there's a fucking tree in our school field let's get a load of branches and tie them together at break time and we'll twat each other with them. do you know what I mean they're basically <laughs> fucking perching each other. Like, you know, these things are fucking easy to make and they hurt like a motherfucker. Like, but the, the kendo stick seems to be the new hardcore weapon of choice. And I, and I, and I don't know why, because it's fucking canes. These poor bastards, all these all these wrestlers are ending up with these 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 huge marks across their body. It's it's gonna it's gonna yeah, they're gonna end up looking like fucking uh Jesus after he was fucking flogged to death before he got crucified. Like it is it's 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 ridiculous. I'd a fucking the, the kendo stick is the new is the new weapon of choice. It used to be a chair, and granted, you do see a few chairs, but you can always guarantee the first thing they're going to pull out from under that ring is a fucking kendo stick. And you know what else is is their new go to thing? Because this was the third match in a row that they had to do a move that landed on the side of the apron. Because that's the thing now; it's happened in the indies. Now every de- devastating maneuver has to happen on the apron because. God, God forbid we can do it in the middle of the ring and that is seen as to be hurting. Now we have to do it on sharp parts of the ring, the hardest part of the ring, which was a phrase coined by Taz, and now everybody has to do it. So the third match in a row that somebody gets slammed on the side of the ring. And then they also did another spot in this match where um, I think Big E basically did like a Uranagi off of the ring apron down on the, the sort of the lower the base of the the, st- the steel stairs and that looked like it absolutely sucked like Apollo's elbow has to be hurting because he could sort of he didn't land flat on it and I think he tried to like impact himself and I know having been slammed and, and when you turn sort of sl- sideways your you kind of elbow forearm and, and shoulder take all the impact that looked like it absolutely sucked and 
yeah, they just kind of hurt each other for a long while and there were drums out. And I would have thought somebody's head would have get put through a drum or, you know, weird bongos on the drums, but they just sort of like got knocked out of the way. There was tables outside. The tables didn't get used. It was steps and canes. And that was really about it. I didn't I didn't mind the match. I thought the match was fine. And I have to disagree with you. I actually quite like Apollo Cruz's new kind of African king prince, like Nigerian character. I think it's good because it is actually a character that he can get behind because Apollo Cruz before that was just a guy who was muscular and happy and could do flips at least now he's got some sort of character that he can latch onto i know he does a weird sort of janky nigerian accent but that's fine i think he used to do that in the indies as um as yuha nation like I'm, I'm cool with that if that's what he's comfortable with if that's a character that he can get behind he can come out with his big staff and he can come out with his big um scarf and his big dude behind him and actually have a little bit of charisma and show some character i'm all for that even if it is a kind of an, a weird weird kind of maybe racist character i don't know i'm sure he's all behind it. I, don't I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily it's not quite as racist as i th- first thought it was gonna be and i, 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 I yeah it's, it's just it's just it's just an odd odd change. WWE do it sometimes, don't they? Like when someone suddenly changes their accent, it's quite it's quite odd. It's almost like they're schizophrenic, you know. But it, it there's a sort of a schizophrenic change, you know, to to to, to you know to 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 it to his character that has uh, that has just come out of nowhere. But yeah, if he's got you know if 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 this giant bodyguard thing works out and this character works out and you know it. it I, I I'm not I'm not fortune teller. I, I I don't really know. I don't really know if it's going to uh, I don't really know if it's going to elevate him to champion. That that gimmick will elevate him to champion status. But you're right. He wasn't showing a great deal of character, just as the normal Apollo Crews. He was a good athlete, obviously, and and could get it done in the ring. But yeah, this this character might at least might at least give him some some sort of sustenance to work. Uh, be a half decent heel for 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 a little while and keep him in the mid card, upper mid card, and 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 you know keep him winning the sort of uh, the 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 the, the mid card belts. But the thing, I, I going back to that urinagi on the stairs, like I I sort of, it's weird with with moves like that because like I think like with with a urinagi like with you like with the rock bottom, like the rock was always going to land you flat because he came down with you. But just a standard urinagi, it's a bit like a chokeslam. You've sort of got to take your own own bump. And when you've got when when you're like, as you know, like when you when you wrestle in a ring, like after a while of just being wrestling in a ring, you you, you know um, when that where that canvas is, and you know um, you know how far you need to turn or what you need to do or how you need to post or whatever, so so you can land flat. But when it's like when you sort of walk down the stairs and there's an extra step there that you didn't fucking realize was there and you do like a weird fall, like those stairs were lower than the ring. And and I think that because fucking, because Apollo, uh, Apollo Cruz just had to travel down lower, I think he just ended up doing, yeah, like a, like a sort of where, whereas normally he would have landed flat on his back. He had an extra sort of, maybe foot foot and a half to drop and he ended up just turning on his side and that did look pretty pretty nasty so he's probably gonna have a a nasty shoulder from that to, tomorrow but again just a six minute match of um because i checked the times i was obsessed with the times of these wrestlemania matches <laughs> i just thought they were all so short it was just a six minute match of uh 
of them clouting each other with stuff. It was half decent fun. Um, like you say, it, it did it did a job. Um, hopefully, it will take um, Biggie to the to you know a little bit more up the card, and hopefully, it'll, and and it has taken Apollo Crews up the card a little bit, and hopefully, they'll they'll continue to to sort of make a success of of what they were doing. But um, yeah, that 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 aside from that match there up until that point everything was just a little bit throwaway at least that had some some purpose and and the guys left with uh with somewhere to go from it you know yeah exactly um we will talk about it later on in the evening but so roman reigns needs his next challenger because i don't think edge is going to stick around for too much longer and daniel bryan seems like he's not going to be around for the title so like Big E would be a good contender because Big E is a is a giant dude and he will go sort of fist to fist and hand to hand with Roman Reigns. Like Biggie has all the charisma in the world and he can talk, he can work, and Roman Reigns is just like the best at, at the moment. So that that could be pretty good money. If they build that in the right way. And Biggie has the backup of potentially the new day, whereas obviously Roman has his whole kind of family table dynamic going on. And we'll talk about it with um with Jay Uso as well. Like if Biggie then has to get in the new day to kind of back them up. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be loads of stuff that they can do. If they go in that direction, we don't know what they're going to do. So I guess we can just fantasy book for now. But um, this match, Apollo versus Big E, I thought it was a good good three-star match because I like where they were going to go. And it was nice seeing a, a giant dude come in and, and, and thumb Big E in the neck. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, maybe two and a half, three stars. I think, what well, again, what, another thing that, that I liked is I think that by separating Biggie from the New Day a, a little bit, it's given Biggie a, a chance, and this is why I think they're going to move him up the card. I think they said, right, okay, we're we're going to take Biggie now, and we're going to do something with him. And they've given him that. They've given him a lot more int- intensity. He doesn't do the comedy stuff so much. Um, he might do during a promo or wherever he might, you know, have still have that that sort of uh, you know humorous uh, you know humorous element to his promos, but. I feel that he's a lot more serious and, and he does have a lot of intensity. So, so maybe that little bit of fantasy booking you did there is, 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 is right. You know, he, he showed quite a lot of intensity during that match. And he was like, even though he lost, um, he lost because some fucking giant came out and, and gave him, gave him the giant, the, 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 the typical giants move, which is a choke clown. Um, and uh, yeah, he, I, it was um, yeah. Two and a half, three stars, whatever. It was it was a bit of a what it, it was it was you can't I, I can't really give it um I, I can't I, I can't really sort of say it was a fantastic wrestling match because it wasn't but it was it was quite cool quite exciting and um yeah had a had a had a had at least had a had a bit of a plan going forward exactly next up was the Raw Women's Championship match which was Rhea Ripley versus Asuka and I think this was the first match I've seen over two nights of Wrestlemania possibly six hours of wrestling that somebody put a rest hold in and worked it yeah yeah I, I, I think you're right <laughs> it's a weird thing to say isn't it on a wrestling event or over two nights somebody put in a what was it a body scissors and a headlock yeah and I and I loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nice when it, it was nice to actually see a, a, a bit of wrestling, um, even though the, uh, the the fucking commentators refused to call it. They, it was there was actually some uh, some 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 wrestling in that match. I did feel though, I did, I I have to say I did feel like as good as as good as both of those girls are, and they are really really good wrestlers. 
Um, I don't think they gelled that well together. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty good match, but I've seen them both have much better matches than that. Um, I, I think that they, you know, some people just clash. They shouldn't do, but they do. And I think that, that, that there was a few moments in this match where I just thought, yeah, this, this, this just these two aren't the best opponents for each other. They're, they're the best, like, they, they deserve to be where they are and they deserve to be on WrestleMania. Um, they deserve, and, and you know, and, and the, I think it was definitely the right outcome. Um, but I just, I've seen Oscar have some great matches and I've seen Rhea Ripley um, have some have some great matches as well. I, I rate her, and I think she's you know, I think she 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 she's she is really good. I don't think she's quite as good as Alska, um, but that's just I think probably just down to experience. Um, I think she that, that she'll be something special, and Alska is something special. And I think Alska was um, I don't know whether it was last year or the year before, but she was a, a, a part of a match with um, with Charlotte Flair, which I think was one of the better matches on in WrestleMania on that WrestleMania card and that was a good WrestleMania, you know? Um so you know Alska's been in some tremendous matches. Um I didn't quite think this was it, although I thought it was a good match and it told a story and the there was an obvious dynamic in size which they worked on as well. So there were some there were some cool bits and it was it would they, they both deserve to be there. The result was the correct result. They they injected a bit of psychology in there. They did a bit of time, um, which which was nice to see as well. Um, but I just don't think I thought they clashed a little bit. And um, you know, that's I don't think that was anyone's fault. I don't think that was down to any of you know, I can't say that anyone was off on that particular evening. I just think that the, the, their styles clashed, and sometimes that that fucking that fucking happens. You know that that, that just happens. You think the two people are going to have a have a spectacular match, and it just doesn't quite quite work out like that. You know, I've always felt that a little bit with um, with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Like you know, they, I've I've heard about these amazing matches that they that they've had in in Japan and. And then fucking watch the ones they've had in WWE and seen a few of the ones they've had in Japan. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they wrestle much better with other people than they do together. Um, but that's just that might just be me. I, did you did you feel that at all, or did you think that this was fucking rock solid? I did get the sense that maybe they hadn't worked together as much as maybe they should have. Uh, there was a few minor kind of timing issues, and I don't know whether it's because Oscar is used to kind of fighting from on top. Like, I feel like she's a very kind of dominant wrestler, even when she's like, you know, a big baby face. And we, we're used to seeing sort of like heels dominate a match. I think feel like even as a baby face, she, she dominates. So to have Asuka on the back foot, which I think was the right idea, and that made Rhea Ripley look quite strong because she's sort of quite an imposing figure. You know, she looks badass. She looks like she's going to rip your head off. And I think that that helped because Rhea Ripley, Ripley went on to win the title. I think it helped her sort of dominating Asuka a little bit more than 
she's probably used to. So maybe there's a little bit of a juxtaposition there with we're not really used to seeing Asuka kind of be on the back foot. But yeah, I do agree with you in saying that maybe there was a slight kind of gelling issue between the, the two wrestlers. And you're not going to gel well with every wrestler. Like There are people that I gel really well with in the ring, but there are people that I don't often gel well with. And you can get a good match out of those people, but you get an even better match out of the people that you you, you just have that kind of connection with. Yeah, of but course. Yeah. I like the match, yeah. I thought the match had enough time. I think they slowed it down, which was good. I think we needed that. I liked both wrestlers. It was a decent result. And yeah, I was I was very happy with it. And I'll go with a three and a half stars for that one. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll agree with you. I'll go, I'll go with three and a half stars. It was, um, and you know, again, it, both wrestlers come out of it looking looking good. You know, I mean, Oscars are going to be around for as long as she wants to be. Um, and I'm sure she's going to win the title again and again and again and lose it again, you know, again and again and again. It felt like a bit of a WrestleMania moment for Rhea Ripley. Um, you know, she, she, you know, she celebrated like she cared. Both both women actually looked like athletes that cared and were going in there to to fight and um, well to wrestle rather. And um, you know, that's that's the sometimes sometimes all you need. And you know, I I I it, they had obviously had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair the night previous, which was a better match. Um it was it, you know, they they had a they had a pretty hard act to follow with that one, but it was a completely different match, um, with completely different style. Um, so you know. I don't know. Maybe I might be being a, a, just a little bit too harsh, but it just just a little, little, a tiny little bit of uh, clunk, the clunkiness there that 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 didn't ruin the match. Because again, you know, I've always said to people who I've trained, you know, it doesn't matter if if things are a little bit clunky. I prefer things to look real than for things to look so smooth that it looks like they've been rehearsed for for you know for months on end. Um, you know, I, I prefer that, but I, I just, I just got this feeling that there was, you know, that, that, that they, yeah, they just didn't quite gel. And like you said before, you know, you go in there and have a match with someone and, and, you know, have a, have a half decent match, have a good match, but you just know that, you know, you can get in the ring with someone and just not even say a word and, you know, it's just going to fucking, you know, flow like water and, you know. I don't think, unfortunately, they 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 had that chemistry, um, but it was still good. Um, the the right person won it. Um, they looked like like uh, Rhea Ripley looked like she cared that she won it, um, and uh, it was uh, it was a it was it was a solid match. And again, th- this was what I was sort of trying to say about the night before. I think that match was was in was in a really good position. It was a high profile match. Um, it was, you know, the the sort of double main event of 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 that of that particular night. Um, it had that feel good factor that I think that that you, that we needed, um, you know. And it was uh, it was, yeah. I think that that match was 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 in the right position on the card, and um, yeah, and and gave off the right the right evoked the right emotion, told a story. And yeah, I unbelievably had a wrestling, had a had some wrestling in it, which was incredible <laughs> to me. 
shocking, wasn't it? Fucking unbelievable. But um, definitely, I, I, w- I would watch that t- that match a million times over rather than watching uh, Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jax yeah, and Shayna yeah, Baszler. Ex- but moving... Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, you know, on. they've got some fucking great, great, great female talent there and oh, they didn't use it and they normally do. I, I, I don't get it. I just fucking don't get it. I, oh, shit. The only way that that fucking tag team match would have been worse for it <laughs> would have been if it was a bra and panties match, I think. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Fucking wars. Anyway, moving on. The main event of WrestleMania 2021, night two, we have the triple threat WWE Universal Championship match where it pits Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns. I'll let you kick this one off, Jim. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I, I have to say um i i really like this match um i i think it's because of my incredible fear of um in terms of wrestling anyway three ways um you know they're fucking hard to pull off they're definitely hard to pull off without any rickets um and to tell a story with them um obviously they had three superb wrestlers in there um the the story was good um you know if you wanted the if you wanted the wrestlemania moment maybe you would have gone with with daniel bryan winning it maybe but he's had his wrestlemania moment so that would have been predictable and i don't think he's as over as he was back then um if you wanted the nostalgic type thing you could have put edge over but again who knows what's happening with edge you don't know whether he's going to be full-time, wrestle part-time, disappear off into the sunset, get injured, you know, you, and also putting your belt on someone who's, you know, 50 years old and, you know, a little bit of a sort of blast from the past, you know, is, is, is does that look good for your, for your company? Um, you know, especially defeating someone like Roman Reigns, who's been pushed to the fucking moon. Um, you know, I I I think it's I, I think that they've told a really good story of Roman Reigns. Um, I didn't really want to see him lose the belt. Um, I didn't think either of those two were really worthy to take it off of him. I don't know who 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 is going to be. Um, you know, um, but the actual match structure and the match quality, um, I thought everyone got their shit in, everyone did some um good spots and and told a good story. Um, I think that the fact that Roman Reigns nearly quit, but and there was that really cool spot where um, Edge had the, the the crippler on him, and then uh, and then fucking uh, Daniel Bryan came up and, and put his put his hold on him. His, his uh, I can't remember what it's called, but his his yes, his, his submission on him, um, you know, that to stop him from to stop him from you know submitting. I thought that was really good. Um, I also like the way they finished it where they piled Edge on top of Brian and then Roman Reigns pinned them because by virtue of that, I don't even know if they did it. I don't, they might have done it to to to, to sell the rematch, but by virtue of the fact that he drug um Edge on top of Daniel Bryan and then pinned the pair of them, does that mean that Edge pinned Brian? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is that is that is that's there's a story they could go on with that. I don't know. I don't even know if they did that. And I swear to you, any listeners out there, if on Raw the next night they did that, I don't fucking know because I didn't watch it. I haven't watched any wrestling since WrestleMania, so 
there might be that continuing argument where they can where they can carry on with with that particular storyline, or it might have just shown Roman Reigns's uh, dominance. Um, I thought it was uh, the the best match of that particular night, um, and um, probably probably the best match of, of of WrestleMania. Again, I think it was a bit short. It could have gone on with bit. We, we could have done with being a little bit longer, but still, by this WrestleMania standards. It was it was probably the longest match of the night. I think it went for about sort of eighteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. It, but the thing is, if you watch Fastlane the month before with Brian and Reigns, that was fucking so much better than that. Do you know what I mean? And that was Fastlane for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? A throwaway pay per view before before Mania. You know, so it, it, I'm not saying it was the. I'm not saying it was an amazing match, um, uh, you know, the most amazing match in the world. I'm saying I liked it. Definitely match of the night, probably match of of, of the actual red, both nights. Um, and uh, it told a good story um, under quite difficult circumstances, which is the 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 three way, the three, you know, the three way rules. And um, everyone got a chance to shine. I think Edge did really well. Um, I think they wanted him to be a bit more of a heel than he was, but obviously the fans like him, so it's 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 difficult. It was not. It was interesting as well to see um, how the fans reacted to Roman Reigns because I, I was half wondering whether they were cheering now that he turned heel, you know. <laughs> um, but they were still booing him, um, and which is which is good because they're meant to. He's he's, he's a heel. Um, yeah, the right result. Um, nothing exceptionally spectacular, but all very solid. Everyone got their shit in. Um, I thought Roman Reigns was going to win it, so no massive surprise. Um, it was. I just thought it was a very, very good, well constructed match. And um, yeah, where where I don't know where they've gone from there or where they're going to go from there. But um, but but you know Roman Reigns at the moment is is the 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 I can't think of anyone who who is a bigger star and who you would want to represent your company at the moment more than him in the WWE. <clears throat> he's fucking you know he's he's ex- ex- extremely good. He's an extremely good talent. He's sold into his gimmick. He's a handsome motherfucker, so all the girls probably like him. You know, um, you know, even I fancy him a bit. I think, um, you know, <laughs> he's got the movie. He's got the movie star fucking potential. He's got, you know, he's a nice guy. He's reliable. Like he, he's, he, he, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna. I, I didn't see the WWE switching that. So, um, so yeah, in in that in that brand, um, I'm gonna say I I yeah, I liked it. Um, was it um, was it a, a, the, the, was it a, a main event worthy of a WrestleMania? Probably, probably, probably not. But you know, if if that had been on any other pay per view, I would have I would have said that was a fucking good main event. You know, 
Um, but yeah, I can't disagree with anything you said there because whilst you were talking, I was going through my notes and you basically sort of said all of my notes kind of verbatim. So a lot of what I'm going to say now is probably echoing what you just said. But um, I thought the match was really good. I think they built it up really well. It was quite a fast match to begin with, but then it sort of finally settled down and that's when I really started to enjoy it. I felt like you it was a very good like pay-per-view main event like you said if that was on a fast lane or a backlash or a summer slam or a tlc or a hell in a cell whatever that would have been like oh that was a really good main event but it's because we hold wrestlemania in such high regard whenever we think of like the big wrestlemania matches we think of the eddie guerreros versus the angles the stone colds versus the rocks the rocks versus the john cena all those high super high caliber matches and then you think back to this match and you'll go yeah it was a great match but was it really a wrestlemania match and i don't know maybe i think a lot of people might look back on this in a couple of years and go you know if wrestling starts to decline or continues to decline as as it does and the match quality gets less and less and less we may think back of this match and think okay yeah in the grand scheme of things that was a really 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 good match but i don't know i thought they did a really good job in making making out that any of these guys could have won and that's a really really important thing for a match because you might go into a match thinking oh roman reigns cannot lose this match but they gave him ample opportunity to 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 look like he was about to be defeated uh whether he's going to submit tap out get hit by a chair get hit by a spear get hit by a running knee whatever it's a bit like there is a chance that Roman Reigns could lose this match. So that's impressive for them to do that. All three guys are amazing. They're all incredible. And they worked their absolute asses off. They did a really cool spot where Edge kind of um, was grappling with a chair and a little bit of the, the chair leg came off and then eventually got the uh, the cross face with a chair leg. I thought it was awesome. I loved what you said about the, the double submission to stop Roman Reigns from tapping out and then they just started headbutting each other. And then uh, the finish... I love the finish. I thought it was really, really good. Edge brings in a bunch of chairs. He starts like trying to set everybody up for the concerto, hits Brian with the concerto. Jey Uso runs in, kind of causes a bit more interference. And then Roman Reigns just pummels Edge with his own move, his own devastating maneuver, the concerto puts Edge on top of Daniel Bryan, which I thought was kind of weird. You you said they they, they could kind of stretch that into a storyline, but it's a bit like, hang on, Edge is on top of Daniel Bryan. So technically that's a pin, but Edge's shoulders were also down and then Roman Reigns is on top of him as well. I get that they were trying to make it look like an emphatic victory from Roman Reigns. Like he beat both these guys and he pinned them both at the same time in the WrestleMania main event. Makes him look like the guy, but I was a little bit like, hmm, the sort of the wrestling nerd in me was like, actually, technically, Daniel Bryan's shoulders are down and, and Edge is on top of him. So maybe technically that's a win. I don't know where they're, where they're going to go with this, but I liked it. I thought it made Roman Reigns look like an absolute star. I love his little family, his little faction. He's the head of the table. I don't know what Paul Heyman brings to him, but he does something. I don't know whether like Paul Heyman is, is there to do promos on like a SmackDown or a Raw or whatever, but I think Roman Reigns is an absolute star and is he is somebody that they should push to the moon. And I echo what you said. I don't know who's going to beat him. I think Big E would be a good contender, but who's going to beat him? Any ideas? No, not really. And 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 to be honest with you, you know, I don't. I think if if someone does beat him. You know they should keep. They should go back to, you know, the old school way of doing things, and um, do it within a pro within a program. You know, like I can't think of any really, like if you think of like from the the Royal Rumble up until now, and the main events of 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 every show, 
they might have had Roman Reigns in them maybe, but they they've um, they've had different opponents. Like he wrestled Kevin Owens in that Stuntman Fest. He wrestled. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan in a really, really cool match at Fastlane. I, I can't remember Elimination Chamber. I don't know if he, I don't even think he was in that. I think, I think Edge He won beat that, Bryan, didn't he? didn't he, in like 10 seconds? Oh, yeah, that was Bryan it, yeah. Won the, so, yeah, won the chamber. So, you know, he, he's, he's, he, 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 he's sort of the, the main theme, but there's no real programs going on. So, you know, I wouldn't even mind if, if he carried on um, having a program with, with, with these guys and, you know, maybe or maybe Edge or something, and maybe having a TLC with with Edge, and that's Edge's speciality. So he beats him in that. You know, getting a bit of a storyline going there. Whoever beats him, whoever does beat him, there needs to be some kind of program going on there, so that you know when when they whoever beats him get has enough momentum behind them, so the crowd um, a can believe it. And B really wants to see it um, because I don't. Even though Roman Reigns is getting booed, I don't think um, anyone really wants to see him particularly lose the title at the moment to anyone um, because you know there's no one there who's who's really worthy of of, of, of taking it. And that was the problem going into WrestleMania. And and the minute they announced it as a three-way, I knew Roman Reigns was going to retain because I just because they were trying to add star power into it because they, they obviously Edge. Edge didn't 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 have that. Didn't, I don't know. I just obviously didn't believe in him for some reason. Um, you know, which which I, you know I don't necessarily think that Edge versus Roman Reigns um, would have been a worse match than that. It might have been a better match than that. Um, and they could have still put Roman over. I really love the spot actually when you were talking about spots. I love the spot where um, uh, Edge speared Roman Reigns off the stairs after he powerbombed. Um, after he powerbombed uh, Daniel Bryan through the table, I thought that was a cool spot. That was a bit of a that was a WrestleMania spot. That was one of the few spots I saw that was sort of worthy of a WrestleMania. You know, not that I want to see people kill each other, but it was a safe powerbomb and that spear. Even though they were landing on the floor, that was a that was a cool sort of spear because it was elevated off the steps and stuff. And you know, Roman Reigns took it like took it beautifully, and and, and Edge did it beautifully. Um, I just I just think that. I mean, I don't know. You, you you said earlier on that you know we don't know how long Edge is going to be about. Do you know something that I don't? Is he hurt again, or is he just, or is he? No, I just figure he's probably not got uh you know another ten years in him. Whereas Roman Reigns are probably going to be around for another ten years, if not fifteen. Yeah, I can't imagine Edge being around for that long. So no, no, definitely not. I kind of yeah, I think Edge will will be a part time uh, at best for for a couple of years. Um, you know, but I it's. I don't, I don't think there's I think if you get in if you get I, I think if you if if Big E is going to challenge Roman Reigns for the for the title um you know at some point I think he still needs a, a little bit of uh seasoning he needs to go through someone else and have a program with someone else um you know whoever is sort of the next step down on 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 Smackdown or whatever to just just to get him ready because you know like back in the day like before someone went and had a program with stone cold they would stick with mankind for example you know and get a few months out of that and get ready for stone cold get their get their stock up get their value up um i don't know if there's the star power to be able to do that um you know if people like edge and brian and you know stick around or 
you know, that that they're, they're the sort of people who could get re- get someone ready for for Roman Reigns. Um, but yeah, there needs to be there needs to be a program, I think, where where you know a good a good few month program where where there's eventually someone beats him somehow. Um, you know, because because in a way, you know, they they're doing it they're doing it well. They're doing it really well because not only is 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 like you say, you know, Roman Reigns is a double wild bastard and the tribal chief and everything, he's still getting his lackeys to cheat for him. Um, you know, he and he would have lost a couple of times on that fast lane. He would have lost if the referee wasn't knocked out or or fucking whatever. I, I can't quite remember how the finish went, but you know, it was um, you know, Daniel Bryan would have beat him. So he, he that they're, they're not building him like Brock, where he's impossible to beat. He is he is beatable, but he's like you say, he's got such a harem of people around him um, that. You know, if you do get into the stage where you could possibly be, him, chances are someone's going to come out and fucking save his ass. So, you know, they're, they're doing such a good job at the moment. Um, you know, it would be cool. It'd be really, it'd just be really cool to see to see a, a nice program with different kinds, different styles of matches, um, and you know, some good rematches and and you know, people working together more than once or twice actually having some actually actually you know so they get to the point that that when they do the the title does exchange hands they've worked together so much that they're able to fucking they're able to have an amazing match which will just put whoever wins next whoever whoever wins the title next um you know over so much more than just just hot shot in the title, you know. Um, what, what, what? That's you know. I, th- I think that's what I'm sort of fucking. You know, and we're coming at the end of the podcast now, you know. But I think it's like, where's wh- this WrestleMania really did suffer from, you know, a lot of hot shotting and no real sort of storylines. I know there was a few, but it, this WrestleMania this year. Um, seem to be really bundled together at the last minute. I mean, like a couple of weeks before the show, no one really knew what the fucking card was going to be. You know, they just sort of bundled together the, the, the these matches. Um, you know, I know that there was a Fiend and 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 Brandy Orton, and there was a three way and stuff. And we knew that we knew that um, the, the um, Bianca Belair and, and Sasha Banks were going to be headlining the. Uh, the, the 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 first night and we also knew that Drew and and Bobby Lashley were gonna were gonna were gonna fight for the for the title but apart from sort of those four maybe another match or so you know out of the sort of 15 16 matches there was no you know there, there wasn't any substance or or point to them so it would just be nice to see a really good fucking few Come, come from somewhere in the WWE. Well, it doesn't have to be for the the, the title, but obviously that's the kind of the most important thing that they focus on. But it'd just be really nice to see in the upcoming pay per views now that they got an audience back, and now that they that they maybe feel that they they can um, they can work off work off the crowd, see what the crowd are enjoying and what they're biting on. It'd just be really really nice to get some to get some feuds going and to get some sort of uh, old school storytelling going which 
which which works you know which, which works and and you know it's 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 not like it's not like when you watch a you know a, a netflix series or an amazon series you know in the first episode you know the fucking main villain doesn't die straight away you know you, you've got episodes upon episodes of storytelling to be able to make you hate the bad guy even more and fucking love the good guy even more and that just that just doesn't seem to be happening happening in wrestling anymore um and you know this 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 isn't this and this is a development within the past couple of years and i know we've had the pandemic going on which has fucked a lot of things up but you know let's 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 bring it back a little bit now now that now we can get some audiences in and just let's just have some have some proper feuds that people can care about because you know this wrestlemania suffered so much from just lack of interest from me anyway on both nights just total total lack of interest um because everything was just everything it, it was it was just thrown together and um you know you can't blame wwe totally for that you because it, it, it it's been a nightmare for them but um you know now things now things are hopefully by next wrestlemania and over the course of this year and you know years to come hopefully we won't have to deal with this pandemic shit anymore and as things get back to normal you know wwe can return back to normal and they can master that art of storytelling again because you know hot hot shot a hot shot in titles about is what what kill what kills fucking territories you know even i know that as a booker like you know i'm not i'm not fucking vigilant man and i know that like I can't, you know, how many, I've, we've been going for 10 years now and how many times has a fallen star title changed hands, you know? Um, it's just, if you hot shot these things about too much, people become disinterested. And if you give them so many gimmick matches, you know, people become uh, disinterested and people bleed every night like they did in ECW. People become desensitized and, and people just, you know, you're not hooking people in anymore. Um, I just this this WrestleMania, both nights, um, and and I want you to sum it up as well. Like for both nights, I don't know how you felt, but for both nights, for me, just 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 total. I just had total disinterest in any of the matches, and the matches that I was looking forward to, um, uh, apart from the this main event that we that we've just spoke about. Uh, which I'm going to give a four out of five stars, by the way. Um, the, all the all the matches like the Sami Zayn's uh, versus Kevin Owens and Cesaro's versus uh, Seth Rollins and that, they were only matches that I cared about because I thought they'd be good in ring. I didn't care about the story because there wasn't one. They were just thrown together. Um, you know, so it was, it was... I think this will go down as one of the most disorganised WrestleManias in history. Um, with 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 the uh, just a total um, total lack of interest from me. I don't know about anyone else. People might have fucking gone into it thinking it was great, but it just seemed like a, it seemed like a clusterfuck for the WWE to be able to organise and put together. WrestleMania definitely had its moments, and I would agree with you on pretty much all of those points that you made there. And I would give this match a four out of five stars as well. They they lack 
sort of a vision, I feel. And they're, they're trying to evolve into less of a wrestling company where you could squeeze as much out of so little. And they've got so much right now. They've got everything they could ever want. The, the production values, the, the millions of people wanting to come see them, streaming services, advertising. They've got a talent roster that's as deep as anything. They've got a developmental program where they can just pick and choose the, the best talents from, but they're not getting the most out of them. They're just, they're just kind of churning through them. They're just churning through them and people rise up and then they get to a certain point and then they're not stars because they haven't come up the right way. They've not been involved and they've not evolved as a wrestler. They've not started from the bottom and worked their way up. They've sort of come from NXT. They come in as a star, they win the US title and then they get beat and then they just, they, they turn into like Ricochet or somebody of that ilk where like you're excited when they first come in, they have an impact, they they go up and they, they have a match against Brock Lesnar and get squashed in two minutes and then just go down to the bottom of the card and then they're like, oh, well, that person didn't come up. They're not a star. Who's next? And they'll bring somebody else up. Who's going to be the next person they bring up? Adam Cole. He'll come up. He'll win the Intercontinental title and then he'll just just squander and, and just, just flounder in the mid-card and they're not making stars. Whereas NXT, like you said, you really enjoyed that show and they seem to do a really good job of building stars in NXT because people come in they're green, they're trained, they're booked in a good feud, they win a title and it matters, and then they're seen as a star on NXT because they've got somewhere to go. Then they get up to the rosters and people are excited about this next NXT star becoming a, a Raw star or a SmackDown star and, and fighting all these guys and they're, they're fantasy booking. But when they get there, they just don't do anything with them. So we ju we've just got a massive huge humongous mid card and we've got sort of like Roman Reigns on the top Daniel Bryan on the top Edge on the top Randy Orton sort of a little bit lower than that and then you've got the rest of the talent and maybe you could put like Drew McIntyre up there probably Bobby Lashley up there but then you've got the rest of the talent which is just mid and lower card and nobody's breaking out because nobody gets a chance to even main event a pay-per-view and when they do if they don't knock it out of the park in the first first match, then they're just relegated back to the mid card again. They've, they've done it so many times with so many different superstars. And it's nice to see Roman Reigns, who is the guy, and it's nice to see them have direction with him. They're pushing him. They're giving him a good story. He's got charisma. He's got the look. Thank the Lord they've turned him heel now because it's probably the best decision they've, they've ever made. But the only person that I can really see coming back and, and beating Roman Reigns is possibly either John Cena, but I think the fans would absolutely hate that and they would riot even more unless they want to turn Roman Reigns' face again, which they don't need to do. Or it's going to be what we talked about at the, at the Royal Rumble or maybe even before that, is The Rock. Because if Roman Reigns can maintain his championship until WrestleMania 2022 and then they can manage to get The Rock in, I would be happy with The Rock beating Roman Reigns and having some sort of like family feud and then The Rock losing to, I don't know, somebody else, somebody else cashes in their money in the bank and that would be an amazing, exciting way to end WrestleMania 2022 of like The Rock finally defeating Roman Reigns, getting the family on a back, hitting The Rock bottom, Roman Reigns has lost for the first time in, in a year and a half but then here comes, I don't know, somebody, Biggie, Biggie, who won the money in the bank championship he comes down and beats the rock instantly you've got roman reigns hasn't been hurt because he's lost to a massive star the rock doesn't need to be elevated because he, he will always be a legend and Big E has won the title on the main stage and he's beaten the biggest superstar in the world
Yeah. Is that crazy? No, you know, what, that, that, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fat. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy booking, but it, it's, it's, it's the, you got the right kind of idea. Like you say, no one comes out of it looking bad. You've actually got stars there, which are going to attract eyes. Um, you know, the, the, the rock's gonna not, if the rock did come back for that, for that match, um, not only is it going to bring the the wrestling fans back who remember him and, and obviously remember him fondly, it's going to bring um, the people who are following his movies and stuff. So it's going to attract more eyes on the WWE. But but I, I think we, going back to what you said before, I think you're right. They've got so much talent. And when you watch something like NXT, um, where, you know, I, I if, if I was in NXT at the moment, and I, I think Finn Balor's got a right idea, if I was in NXT at the moment, I I I didn't. I was someone like Adam Cole, like you, like you, you fucking. I, I I think unfortunately Adam Cole, looking at the match he had on um, uh, the second NXT takeover, I think they probably are going to put him up, bring him up soon. But um, you know, he he's. <laughs> He he, you're right. He's gonna be. He's not gonna be exposed um, in the, on the main roster because he's a very very good wrestler. He's very small, and you know. Then I just don't think that you're right. I think he'll get lost in the in the myriad of of of, of wrestlers like they they've got. You know, because between NXT, NXT UK, and both brands in WWE, you're talking what you probably got about fucking what, 200, 250 wrestlers on the books, you know, ones that we haven't seen for ages. Do you know what I mean? I know they just let a few go, but ones that we haven't have, haven't seen for fucking God knows how long because they're just not not on the show. And um, you're right, pe- people are people are getting people are getting lost in the shuffle. Some really amazing talents are getting lost in the shuffle. And um, it's uh, yeah, it would that I, I think that there's some I think that there are some potential stars in NXT, um, in in you know in in on the WWE roster now that that could face Roman Reigns, but I can't see it because they haven't given me enough to to go on. They that like the the writers and and the product and the the production and the guys who, who who put the shows together. Like you know they I could they could turn if they could turn Mysterio into a, into a world heavyweight champion then they can turn anyone into a world heavyweight champion you know you know they, they, they could you know fucking um the guy who i don't know the guy who who, who, who tagged with that bad um bad uh, uh bad buddy guy what was his what's, what's his name again damien priest damien priest yeah he's got all the looks and all the moves of a of a, of a total superstar turn they could WWE if they got behind him, they could turn him into someone who could challenge Roman Reigns within a year. They could totally fucking just blow, put a rocket out of his ass and send him to the moon. But they don't. Um, I don't know if they just don't know how, don't believe in him, or they've got their top ten and that's what they stick to. Their top ten guys who they know that they're not going to get rid of, and the rest of them are just disposable, or or what it is. But yeah, if I was in NXT, I think I'd prefer to stay there at the moment rather than go to the to the main card because people are just like you're. You're right. People are just getting getting lost in the uh, in the shuffle. There's 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 too many wrestlers, and um, you know, even though there's a lot of programming on the WWE Network, um, 
I think that there's less wrestling fans watching wrestling, what um, watching wrestling, so that they're, they're not getting over. They're, they're just not getting over on the mainstream as as, as much, and it's uh, it, it's hurting the product. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why they're not doing these long feuds because they've got so many wrestlers that they need to churn through and get on TV that they can't afford to give you know people too much TV time. I don't know. It's, it's all speculation on my part, but it's definitely hurting the product because they're, they're, they're putting out matches and pay-per-views and stuff like that, that that people don't care about. And the guys that are stars, realistically, when you think about it, are people who have been stars for a long time now. Roman Reigns has been a star for a long time now. Seth Rollins has been a star for a long time now. You know, we're, we're talking about sort of, you know, these guys have been around for nearly, for, you know, nearly 10 years. Um, in the WWE, and um, this is before NXT got huge and all that sort of stuff. They've been around for a long fucking time, and um, you know, there's, there's, even though it's they're still young enough to be able to carry it off. There's just, there's just no, I don't know. There's, there's no one chasing up behind them to be able to, 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 to sort of take the, uh, take that mantle off of. I mean, even. We were talking about Biggie. The New Day have been around for fucking ages. You know, they've, how long have the New Day been? The New Day about fucking six, seven years. You know what I mean? Long, long, long fucking time. Like, there's no one, they're not making new stars. They're just not making new stars. And it's, it's, uh, NXT are in their own brand and in their own company and, and in, on their own shows. But like you say, when they're going to the main roster, they're getting lost. And uh, that's that. That's a worry for me. And um, but there has been a fucking awful pandemic. Um, there has been some, um, you know, it has been trying times for everyone. And I'm sure that it's been the same for the WWE. I just hope that, just hope that that, that with the coming months and the and the and the coming years, they can they can become a a, a promotion that that actually puts on um, some some entertaining shows and just revert a little bit back to to what they were get some programs going build some stars and um, and put some put some matches on that that the people care about because this WrestleMania for me was very 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 low on on star power and interest so what would you rank WrestleMania night two out of five stars Jimmy uh, I think I'd probably give it about I think I'll probably give it Main event saved it for me. I'll probably give it uh, the last two matches saved it for me. Really, I'll probably give it uh, same as the night before. I'll give it. I'll give it a three. I didn't enjoy. I don't think quite as much as the night before. But the, the matches I did enjoy, I enjoyed more. If that makes sense, there was better matches. There was, there was more quality the night before in terms of better matches. More of them, but the second night, the matches that were good were better. So I think I'll give it a three stars. I think I'll give the whole kit and caboodle um, WrestleMania one and two, uh, night one and two, I think I'd just have to round it up as a as a three-star WrestleMania. Yeah, I cannot disagree. I thought WrestleMania night two was decent. I don't think it had the a decent flow as WrestleMania night one, but on the whole, neither show really had that kind of explosive feel to me. It didn't feel like a WrestleMania. It just felt like any other kind of pay-per-view, just over two nights and a little bit longer. The whole, the running order of both shows just baffled me. And yeah, I couldn't kind of get behind that. So it doesn't really deserve anything more than like three stars because it was just, 
it was decent. It had its high moments, like night one had its high moments with, with two of the tag team matches and the main event. And this one, you know, had uh, a few decent singles matches and, and a really, really good main event, but nothing to really blow it out of the water and be like, wow, WrestleMania. do you remember WrestleMania? 2021 whatever they're calling it because i don't think they named it 37 this year but um we're not going to look back on this and say that was they knocked it out of the park with a go yeah that that was fine i, re- I remember a few moments from it but we're not going to remember it on the on the high i, I, I think the think. last two wrestlemanias not not i don't mean night one two but i mean this year's and last year's i think are just going to be yeah i don't i don't think they're going to be remembered um uh, fondly and that's uh last year's um was no one's fault and i think this year's was they they they're just trying to they're, they're just trying to feel their way through the the whole process again. So um, hopefully by the time hope hopefully we'll get some decent wrestling this year, and by the time next year rolls round we'll have we'll have uh, a WrestleMania that's that that's worthy of um, being called a WrestleMania, you know, rather than just another pay per view, you know. But um, just just to finish on it, great to see some fans back. Um, even if they were behaving a bit odd, again the, the the fans haven't been there for a while, so I don't think they really know how to behave. Um, you know, we're all we're all sort of feeling feeling out the whole process again, and so are the wrestlers, and you know, so are the crowd. But wrestling's nothing without a crowd, so it was great great to see a show with a crowd. Um, it made it made all the difference. It made all the difference in that sense, and I think that that's maybe even why i've given it a three star because if it if it didn't have any if it imagine if that if that entire card with that mat with that match structure and and the you know those, those exact matches um were back in that fucking um thunderdome thing that would have been a with that would have been a star taken off instantly just not it was just amazing to have some atmosphere again there we go the biggest show of the year rounded up and reviewed thank you so much for listening today if you're new and you like what you hear be sure to follow us on social media it's at falling star wrestling on facebook and instagram i'm there too at pvc pro wrestler and you can find jimmy on facebook at jimmy star wrestler where you can find out more about training at the falling star wrestling academy we have kept you long enough today thank you have a great week See you next time for another edition of the Falling Star Wrestling Podcast. Bye-bye.